the Protect Your Neck Podcast. Recapping the last two weeks of MMA and answering your questions in the live chat along the way. A little holiday filler stateside, so strap in. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night. Dark night. It's a dark night. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Apologies, I'm a little behind, but happy to join you today on Saturday, which is our normal fight day, but uh, for UFC uh, schedules as far as that goes, but got a little bit of a break on the holiday week. We had some PFL, though, uh, the night before. I'll touch on that. Just got done watching, catching up on the main event, I should say, while I made a smoothie, which exploded on me. Part of the reason why I'm late, exploding smoothie machines. Uh getting hit by cars and all the like these, these actually are, are, are real uh yes just because i stopped that doesn't mean my 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 crazy crazy chaotic juju hasn't that never sleeps baby that never sleeps it's like the streets uh that being said man I, I'm, I'm happy to join you guys uh you know all things being said silver lining i'm here you're here that's pretty cool be sure to hit the like button as you're piling in see rain lamina ghost phantom uh, some of the usuals, my guide Tyler, TB Scouting, of course, of Chronic Combat Conversations, which also in the chat, if you want to give them a click and subscribe, I love those guys. I uh, hope they're doing well, both Greg, Guru, uh, Tyler, uh, TB, uh, and the like. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to be sharing and cutting time here. Because again, you know, I'm, I'm so professional here with, uh, with my podcasting. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Hit some shareage here. Feel free to do the same. Uh, it's always appreciated. We'll do more proper plugs here as I go in because it's holiday time. I was going to try to hit you guys like the day before Thanksgiving. That didn't really happen. And I was going to be like a madman and do it on the day of Thanksgiving because like, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I live in America. I'm an American, but like I, I'm a bad American in the sense of like, I'm not a big football fan. All good if you are. Uh, not a big fan of Thanksgiving, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, the holiday, the food, which is like completely blasphemous to say. Nothing wrong if you love those things, folks. I wish you nothing but the best. Hopefully, you had a great day with friends and family. Um, but yeah, I was like, you know, it's like a lot, of, a lot of my listeners aren't American, and the ones that do, you know, it's not a really uncommon feeling to feel the way I, uh, you know, I do about, you know, uh, you know. Uh, Living in America, period holidays, all the craze ain't gonna get us the days. So, living in a sorry, uh, <laughs> but you know, people who love Thanksgiving and don't love Thanksgiving, I think the the common ground, I think where we all agree on, right, is that like we should be, and even people that like are I love Thanksgiving say this, you know, we shouldn't need a holiday to be grateful for family and friends. Um, so definitely that's what I try to focus on. I'm definitely grateful for you guys and wishing everybody, no matter what they celebrate, no matter what their religion, country of origins, countries of stay are, like, I just wish you a good, a good day, a good Thursday. So hopefully y'all had a good Thursday. I ended up actually like getting to see, uh, family members that I have no excuse not to see who live in the state. So that was part of the reason picking up on that previous thought of why I didn't, um, why I didn't join you guys uh, or, or give you guys something for Thanksgiving listening. Because, you know, again, 
if anything, maybe for like the holiday time, you know, you're stuck, you need something to listen to. Uh, I wanted to give you guys something there. So apologies on that failure. And then um, uh, Black Friday came around, which would have been a great day. But I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm terrible at promotion, so I'm going to do that now. And to be honest, like all the Black Friday sales have been going on since the beginning of the month. Like your boy here had to shell out for uh, another TV sooner than I wanted to. But thankfully, um, I was like, if I'm going to have to bite this bullet, maybe I could look at the silver lining that I'm buying around Black Friday time. And with the internet and then you know, not just with the internet where it's at today uh, since the pandemic and that chaos it's kind of always the weekend it's kind of always the holiday there's kind of always sales going on so you were getting black friday sales from like the beginning of the month so it didn't really feel like as important of a date right and everything is a parlaying over into like cyber monday like i'll read some amazon reads here in a bit folks i appreciate your guys support on that end especially this time of year um you know, I know it's not the greatest company, uh, but it's one of the you know, try, trying to stay afloat uh, as much as I as much as I can. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, those of you who do click through the on it and Amazon click throughs over at mixedmarshallanalyst.com do help. Uh, every everything kind of helps right now. Uh, but uh, I will get to those and the shouts of those of you who do regularly support the show uh, and deserve the shouts. I'm gonna get that. I got you guys written down. I did prepare that. So you guys are on my mind. Um, but yeah, it just, you know, it, it, I don't know. Like I'm like, you know, I can do a weekend show. There's no there's no UFC. Again, there was PFL as well. So like the window on when to do a show, you know, was kind of closing on me yesterday. Oh, I also got to see my guy James Lynch. Shout out to James Lynch. Speaking of channels to subscribe to, uh, whether you're just an MMA fan or even if you're like, you know, the niche, the gamblers that I speak to you on the show, we're going to recap picks and plays too coming up, folks. Um one of the things, and thank you guys for adding to the chat. I'm going to be getting you guys. Uh, I'm going to be getting you guys uh, shortly as I, as I pop some of you on the screen. There's there's chronic combat conversations there. Um, sorry, just trying trying to do <laughs> do too much at once right now. Uh, so apologies. I'm getting the last tweets out, and you guys will have my complete attention. Um, I promise you that. But yeah, the windows for yesterday was kind of like. So he's had to do it. Oh, my guy, James Lynch. That's right. Uh, James Lynch. Go to his channel. He's really good. At, he he is one of the hardest working dudes. Uh, so he works like everywhere, it feels like. But he's really good at being on top. Unlike me, he's really good about being on top of his YouTube stuff and kind of aggregating for his interviews. Um, again, even if you're like a niche just gambler, like it's really useful, uh, you know, uh, as far as like, you know, going and getting references to see what they're up to in camp, things that they're not covering, things that you might not get till fight week if at all right because you know shouts to my guys you know uh, oscar willis by the way i'll recap that night i'll, t I'll touch on that a bit my guy uh, jose youngs um you know uh uh my guy ken hathaway uh the junkie crew of course but like yeah i mean aside from 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 the good people uh you know uh, heck mike heck does a great job uh you know with their questions and whatnot there's a lot of people that just want to kind of get their voice heard so it's like you <laughs> I mean, you know, those scrums generally aren't the greatest. So, you know, again, support, you know, uh, you know, interviews, you know, people who interview the smaller show fighters, uh, the smaller, you know, uh, the smaller shows that are doing the interviews themselves. Uh, make sure you give them the loves, likes, and subscribes. It really helps. Not that James is small. He is a well-respected and well-known name, but I'm just saying uh, a, a great reference and stuff um, for people, you know, that are newer and uh that have been joining me lately. I want to make sure I'm giving these people um, some shouts. And it's just nice to be reminding yourself, you know, uh, 
then you know, speaking of uh, Jose uh, Jose Youngs and uh, Oscar Wells, we had MMA fighting the Mac Life and Junkie in, in, in a fight corner. You know, last weekend ago or whatever it was. Now I don't know. I I wasn't even in the fight. I just been hitting the head too much. It feels like, but like um. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's great to see this kind of unity, you know. Uh, speaking of my other brothers from the north, there, Aaron Bronstetter. Of course, I will shout him and work with him as well. And, and these people are just kind of reminders of like it can be really easy to be like, ah, you know, competition or uh, whatever. You know, you see all the beefs from these fight from right, fighters, uh, high level UFC broadcast team, media members, gamblers, MMA Twitter, all sections. No one is above it is what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to throw mud. I'm just saying you see it. And uh, it's easy to focus on the negative, and I think uh, it's important to remember the positives. There are, there are, there are some, some, some really good people um, in this space, um, more than willing to help. And, uh, you know, this was a conversation I recently had, and just I've had a lot of these because I've had a lot of these reminders, you know, recently. So, so yeah, I so just want to give some friendly shouts, and I'll, I'll round that up after I give a, a nice share here. I see the chat's popping off. Make sure you guys are hitting the like, and I will make sure I get to you guys, especially on this show. Um. Yeah, especially on this show, right? So let, let's see here, and a refresh tweet out. Um, I was gonna ask, by the way, any any movie fans out there? Um, do you guys have anyone? Any any of my listeners out there, like movie fans, where they have a? And don't worry, it's 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 cool. Like you won't come off as like being a douche or bragging, but if, you know. I'm just curious. What are your guys' movie setups? Any any home theater people out there? From you know, real basic, just like soundbar and a TV pairing to like the whole shebang. You know, what brand TV do you favor? This or that. If you want to let me know what you're rocking. You know, mainly for gaming, mainly for movies. That's the kind of rabbit holes I've been going down lately. Just curious what your guys' preference are because I know a lot of you guys are movie people and you guys appreciate when I bring up the movie stuff, which we'll be talking about here in the Amazons. So uh, in the Amazon read through. So just just curious on that. So feel free to add that in the chat. And we will get to the recaps and questions. I'll probably start off with just acknowledging some of y'all since you guys are popping off so early. Don't want to make you sit through uh, any more of me that I'm making you out. I'm getting the last tweet out, and I will get to you on that note in that second. So I'm just going to give a good old live now. If you care to join the chat. Dan, why are you talking like fucking Quagmire? Like, you care to join the chat? <laughs> All right. Easy, Dan. Come on now. Live now if you care to join the chat. I have to repeat it because I'm very, uh, you know, I'm very challenged. Very challenged. i gotta got to read things out. Comprehension is not great, folks. Comprehension is not great. But I'm here and now I can focus on what you guys are saying. All right, TB Scouting, what's up? Smash the like button, people. That's right. Listen to TB and smash the like button. Well, we got Mark Fellows, my guy Mark. Mark, I, I, I've been, uh, I, I think last time I talked to you was last week, but I hope you're doing well, brother. Um, I, I love, I love talking to Mark uh, Fellows. Just, just a good dude on the timelines, um, even in the DMs. Not to sound creepy, you know, or anything. You know, Mark's not sending anything more than beer pictures, folks. Don't take that the wrong way. Just saying, he's a good dude all around. Wow, Dan, why you have to clarify that? Ghost Phantom, hey Dan, I've been playing around with the sequence from my southpaw stance where I throw the left hand, uh, head kick multiple times so the opponent backs and then fake uh, kick, um, then fake kick into orthodox and throw a right elbow. I, I like that. Thoughts on that move? Um, I like that. I would say um, you could probably do 
two birds with one stone. Now, I'm speaking biasly because Ryan Wagner shouts to him. He was, I believe that was the last podcast we did. We did a recap. So technically, I've given you still one a week despite missing that last show. Um, it was like one of those weird things where I'm coming. It's, it's, it's almost two weeks, but technically one a week. I kind of cheated there. But shouts to Ryan Wag. Um, he got me on a lot of uh, some Southpaw Muay Thai fighters. And just with my style in general, surprise, surprise, I went with more of the body attack guy, Sidichai. Um, who is still relevant and doing a lot of good work and really improved his boxing um, in his later uh, career. Um, but uh, his traditional uh, his traditional format, if you will, I guess, is southpaw body kick building. Um, and you can still get those reactions of getting people to back up and respect power and kind of kick into their arms, uh, uh, you know, just as much as you would a head kick as far as, you know, you're killing a, a, a multiple stones there, so you're... you're keeping their right hand in check and possibly damaging it, right? If they're orthodox, um, especially. Uh, and then the body kick building, especially if you go teep to tie kick, um, they're trying to guess between which one is coming with that and it almost just makes question mark kicks super easy. And if you want to do change-ups to leg or rear leg attack, um, you have those if you're dealing with an open stance matchup. Um, and if you're getting the respect that you're looking for that you're talking about, Ghost Phantom, and getting them to kind of... Uh, you know, multiple times blocks and then fake it, uh, you know, uh, to, so you can step into an orthodox stance. You're going to need some respect off that. You know, uh, body kicks are a good way to kind of get that. Now, if you're in MMA, your takedown defense, your bottom game isn't great, and they have a possibly can, you know, potent way to win the fight there, then I think body kicks, um, in my opinion, are the easiest to catch and get taken down off of. So there is that, if in case there is that scenario. But yeah, I think I think the body kick building can even build into what you're uh, talking about as far as uh, shifting. Because I don't know, I, I don't, I, I I don't, I rarely shift to throw a right elbow. So I'd be curious to see. Um, I'm more like a poye, uh, like shifting into that right-handed stance. Or uh, I've been watching a lot of Hagler stuff lately. Um, of course, a right-handed southpaw who shifts, right? Go figure. Um, whether. Uh, Dumb, dummies and low-level guys like myself or actual world champions like Poirier gravitate to that. Not a surprise. Um, so, yeah, it, it builds into all that. Ray Lamina, the Bobby Knuckles of jokes and chuckles to the Angela Lee of screaming robbery and the George St. Pierre of training on a lawn chair. Dan Tom is the bomb. I appreciate these and you, Ray Lamina. Even the ones that, uh, you know, could get me in trouble reading. Burgundy will read what's on the monitor. Jimmy Kudo. Hi, Dan. Would you recommend an orthodox fighter to stop getting hit with opponents with... Uh, would you? How would you recommend an orthodox fighter to stop getting hit with opponents with right-handed um, attacks? This is each their own, man. Um, you know, this is something I, I have to work on myself as far as uh, keeping the lead hand up, which sounds really basic, but... You'd be surprised as far as engagements. More importantly, retractions um, is where that's going to fall short. Um, rolling off of uh, rolling off of your not just your your rights to avoid the counter hooks, but even you know uh, learning kind of roll offs and step offs to the other side where you're using off your own hooks or even jabs and straights and getting that lateral rolling your head down as a safety, keeping it behind the shoulder as well as you roll. Um, whenever you take those pivots or outside angles, maybe even opening up to it, you know, so you kind of start, you know, uh, keeping the option whether you're fainting with your right hand and that faint, hard faint with the right hand may lead into a more darting right hand, uh, a la Eddie Alvarez style, um, which I know he still ran into a lot of traffic early too. 
uh, you know, for a lot of different reasons. And if you're not careful, you can kind of dart into that power side. So you got to be careful how you play that. Um, there's plenty of much more high-level coaches and fighters that would give more in-depth and better examples than what I'm giving you. But those are basic things to come to mind. Uh, some things stated by those fighters themselves. I want to say it was Josh Barnett versus Roy Big Country Nelson in Japan. And Barnett, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, fought a lot of that southpaw, um, at least until he closed into the clinch. Um, and he said there was a specific reasoning for that, if memory serves, uh, that he said he felt it just gave more distance, which it, it does. You're, you're switching to an open stance. But using that distance allowed him better vision. Now, that's probably more of a personal preference thing. Um, and again, you're opening yourself up to a lot of defensive liabilities and a whole different dynamic switch to shift, much less meaningfully fight from your opposite stance. But again, um, even heavyweights, even old dogs learning new tricks, like Barnett at that point of his career, uh, found a lot of help with that to navigate a guy who's mainly known, Roy Nelson, for his deadly right hand. So that is the long, short answer for you, sir. Uh, Makato, Kayagoku, PYN, Drake, Riggs, and Jack Slack are now my only go-to MMA podcast and shows. I appreciate that, and I hope we all stick around because, like, a lot of my favorites, like, um, aren't or, like, uh, maybe uh, losing, um, you know, uh, losing steam and, and, and moving in a different direction, which I don't blame them. Um, shoot, I don't know how much longer I can, uh, you know, uh, keep covering this both, you know, financially, mainly, and, uh, you know, just uh yeah emotionally and stuff but uh good news i mean we'll we'll see finances are ultimately what's going to decide this for me um potential contract negotiations hopefully uh these things so forth behind the scenes folks but um i will say uh i am getting a little more optimistic because um yeah i think like it was just that crazy run last time i talked to you guys was like uh my 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 phone which I got fixed TV which I didn't get fixed long story Samsung service department I know flashbacks that's why I just went and I just I just shelled out back to the back to the previous comment um computer which I'm still dealing with issues on and I'm gonna like just I'm just trying to have it slug through folks to this break and I'm gonna be do a big regroup and do the things that I was, I was finally promising once I get this computer fixed and then I didn't want to, you know, I finally got my garage uh, home gym uh, fixed and it was much cheaper and much faster than I thought, although I had to wait a bit for framers uh, with that whole ordeal. So that thing is up and running the dojo, which is good. Help me get this weight that I'm putting back on here slowly. But uh, the one thing left was like, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to put in fruition was my, my FJ, my baby, you know, my investment. Um, and um, yeah, I got in a, I'm okay. Actually, it, it, could have been a lot worse. Um, gotten a little bit of a fender bender um, accident, and uh, so I got I got to go go do. I had to. There was some slight body work. Um, I had to go do anyways, and, and at the same time, I was going to do some interior paint when I had the money, which has been hasn't been the case. <clears throat> so now, when I finally go to the body shop guy, my body shop guy, I'm going to uh, have a bigger slate for him. Uh, but yeah, now everything's driving. It's driving fine. It's a beast. It's a fucking it's a beast. Uh, the unkillable engine. Uh, we're doing so. We're doing okay. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. But yeah, man. Um, I don't want to complain. You know, I there's plenty of people who have it worse. I know plenty of people who have it worse. I know plenty of people who have lost people or even plenty of people. 
Um, so I, I do not want to complain. But yeah, those of you keeping score at home, from little things, big things, within MMA, inside the cage, um, you know, bad beats to uh, appliance beats, I mean, part of the reason back to why I'm trying to be optimistic and push on into next year as much as I can to keep covering and doing this because there is no way, back to degenerate gambling terms, this is the Protect Your Neck podcast, there is no way your boy isn't due, right? There is no way, like, I want the people who not don't say robbery saying robbery next year, and I want to cash the biggest checks on this shit, and nobody can give me shit for it if that's the case, and of course I'll try to be as classy as I can be taking it, but uh, oh boy, oh boy, so yeah, we'll get uh, to uh, one more, and then um, we will, uh, maybe two more, and then I'll uh, push on to these recaps and stuff, I just had a smoothie and some coffee, so I might have to do one of those uh, quick run of the bathroom breaks, which always throws people off, and uh, I don't have great production to do so, so we'll see, uh, Synchro Wing dances, most of us in your chat train MMA, how important is it to not uh, gatekeep opinions or is that a bad question since everyone is entitled to their point opinion uh, I guess follow up on gatekeep opinions but that sounds like a really good question Saint growing um, is that a bad question since everyone is entitled to their own opinion regardless of MMA level uh, I think I know what you mean actually yeah um, yeah I think just you know always have a good filter for what works and what doesn't, even amongst people you respect and are qualified to give the opinions, because there'll be people that are qualified to give opinions that maybe you don't agree with, and in fact, arguably, maybe it's good that you don't agree with, right? I mean, when we watch from a perspective, we're criticizing, we're seeing things in the UFC, and say what you will about UFC level, it is UFC level, it is the, the quote-unquote, air quotes, high, high level, or represents the highest level, not that there's not high-level talents at other organizations, which we'll talk about. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, gatekeep, that is good, yes, but also keep in mind that like, even if someone has a quote-unquote high MMA level, that doesn't mean they're going to have the answer for everything. They shouldn't have the answer for everything. So to help filter that, you know, I don't want to say don't open yourself up to opinions because you should. I would just say don't put yourself in those positions to, you know, have some dude, uh, you know, what's the meme where the girls, like the Paris Hilton girl sitting with the fake boobs at the baseball game and the bro dude's like, listen here. Like, there's that guy out of guy version of that too, right, is what you're saying. And you, and you go, there's no way to never avoid it and to not avoid it. You're always gonna get that from really well-meaning people that you might even consider your friends. Um, but the best thing is just don't, like, which is, which I have problems too, because I'm such a nice guy and I wanna give people that respect and I am curious of other people's opinions. But yeah, sometimes they'll really give you their opinions, so you gotta be careful of that. And you know what? The MMA gym is probably, MMA or jiu-jitsu gyms, it'd be just good not to ask for the people's opinions anyways. Just if you find a good person, a good training partner, appreciate and love that person and just don't ask for their opinions. <laughs> it's all love, but, you know, it's it's a, it's a wacky world out there. So, yeah, you got to have your own filters, man. Um, you know, be positive and, and, and try to spread that love as much as you can and reciprocate it. But yeah, filter it as best you can too, right? If that makes sense. James Kendrick, what is worse, Dan? High gas prices? Oof, that is bad. Bigotry in MMA, also bad. Uh, MMA fan base, also, yeah, really bad. Scoring, non-leveraging shots. Oh, you're going to get me with this one. <laughs> Dan, over racism? Uh, scoring, non-leveraging shots uh, highly to the person whose back is taken. Oh, it's bad. 
Uh, judges ignoring technical body work. Yeah, that's these are really you are really that's a really that's a really good question, boy. Uh, now, obviously, um, as far as pet peeves, I mean, I'll put gas prices on the tail end because that's like the typical uh, uh, typical uh, big truck American thing to complain about. And since I technically have a thing, you could be considered a big truck, although it's an it's an adventure vehicle. God damn it, it's a nerdy hipster vehicle, um, and it's only thirty three. It's not that big of tires. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I, I I will just skip that one. Um, uh, it's so funny, man. Like that's also I I I love when like either side calls me one side or the other because like I've I'm not a left or right guy, but there are I'll get called like woke this woke that, and I'm just like it's so funny how many like right adjacent things like I'm really into like outdoors, off roading, MMA, <laughs> jiu jitsu. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. It's funny. Um, so I'm again. That's why the Asian Bill Burr thing. I'm just like, I'm aggressively not anybody. <laughs> but uh, bigotry in MMA is is a bad one though. This is where you know, this is where my moral compass is definitely uh, uh, left leaning. And I just will take. I'll take take this to say this is a good. Uh, not that excuse is the right word, and you shouldn't always need an excuse. But sadly, this shit always comes up. Um, but, uh, you know, my Jewish brothers and sisters, shout out to my guy, Ben Cohn of the fight site, right away, doing like actual, like self-defense classes. Um, and, 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 you know, um, I heard other people doing it. I want to say, um, Renee from the fight something podcast, uh, the guy in New York did it for like stop Asian hate and did like, um, uh, self-defense classes and stuff. Uh, just a lot of anti-Semitic stuff from, you know, always long history, obviously, like, you know, throw a dart at a board and you'll be hard-pressed not find a, a time in, in the space-time continuum board. Maybe hard-pressed not to find a time that, you know, uh, you know the Jews weren't getting it. But, uh, you know, also, uh, speaking of other marginalized group, LGBTQ, uh, gay and trans, um, I've always said it on here, uh, this podcast is a representation of myself. And just because we grew up around things or, you know, uh, you know grew up around gay family members or had black friends or this or whatever you want to insert there like that doesn't mean you understand things obviously um it doesn't mean you're going to grow up to be a good and understanding person unfortunately right uh but yeah i don't know if it's because like i uh, you know I, you know i you know the gay uncle tropes who you know i i you know i i were in my purview growing up and stuff it was just was a normal thing like uh yeah man uh i just want to shout out to that community because it just just always fucking getting shit and you know uh, and stuff like that so um you know I was, I was i was talking i was like i was talking i was like man if i if if uh you know, i'm trying to get my dojo it's like literally behind me right now it's like uh it's like man uh, i definitely want to like get like groups together friends and stuff to train and this and that but it's just like i don't know it's just another reason i think shout out to a uh, doc op on twitter i was talking to her about this whether it's like in no matter what the space is, if you're having a group, um, you're actually going out and making the time um, to uh, help protect marginalized communities, like my guy uh, Ben Cohn, shout out to him. Um, or you're just in the gym. It's what me and Doc Gop were talking about, like or like in like these kind of common spaces. It's like I always felt the need, like whether I was teaching the class, it was like a kids' class, saw a kid who's like shy and like probably not getting all the attention. Or you know he gets picked on for one reason or another, or you see someone that does the jiu-jitsu class you're doing as an adult, 
and they're kind of like new like it's and I, I see other people doing this too uh, one of my one of my guys Ernie I notice is really good about doing this he'll go up and be like hey what's your name man and introduce himself and just making people feel welcome is such a big thing and I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't try to do that or, or uh, try to acknowledge that at the very least uh, in order to do that more um, because I've spoken about that myself not feeling welcome um, in, in spaces you know um, you know friends family workspaces I've, I've felt I felt I felt a lot of that disproportionately one could say so um, I would be a hypocrite to not acknowledge that so yeah man I've been trying to really tune out of a lot of the stuff from like random drama to the more serious stuff like bigotry to the Twitter is shutting down talk and you guys know me I'm not like a and again my sister drives a Tesla I'm not shitting on any of y'all who uh, drive Teslas like Elon or whatever I'm just like I'm not a part of the billionaire boys club I'm not like going crazy one way or the other you know um, not a fan of Elon obviously so, again no offense don't don't take offense whenever you just like say you're not a fan of a billionaire there's a bunch of dudes that come out like no you and they start lighting their torches and stuff um, but I've been just trying to push away from all that stuff man. so I've been really quiet um, so I apologize if it seems like I'm not there um, apologize if I've been behind on DMs and stuff but um, I love all you guys and as this place I, I, at least I would like to consider it um, you know, apologies if I ever give off vibes or you know, uh, off-color jokes in the past, um, which I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not above beyond these things if I don't, but um, if I did, I should say. But I just want to let you all know that, uh, yeah, man, I definitely just want to give my hearts out to those communities being marginalized um, with a ton of bullshit right now, and it's really it's a real bummer. Um, and I'm sorry I don't have much more to offer than that. I'm sorry if that only seems skin deep, but I'm just being honest with how I feel. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's push on, uh, Zhao Chio. Hi Dan. I listen to this podcast to learn tactics and strategies so I can send it to Zhang Wei Li. She has a lot of fans and her stuff through the email. That's awesome. I think she has much better people to be listening to than me, to be honest. So maybe you should just, uh, you know, you, your space may be more valued by, you know, uh, voicing your love and appreciation for her than sharing anything from me per se, but I do appreciate it and I appreciate you being here. So thank you. Um, all right, uh, basically, uh, I'm going to go Bellator 288 real quick. I only had one play on that. Uh, I should have played Vadim Nemkov and stuck with it. I should have stuck with, this is the rule, right? Like, I, I, I said it the first half of the year, and it really did me well. Where I was, like, I felt like I was screaming from the top of a tree. Everybody, everybody, rematches don't go the same as, you know, whether it's Whitaker Adesanya, uh, Esparza Namajunas. I, I kept saying rematches are seldom ever the same in MMA. And boy, that's been hitting at like a 95 to 99% clip, right? Has it not, as far as these rematches go? And I should have just went off of that. The guy had more adjustments to make. He was the younger fighter. Um, you know, and it was a complete kind of line flip to where it showed uh, some line insecurity there. Maybe take advantage of the dreaded V word. Shout out to Joey Odessa value. So Nemkov gets it done. Uh... Usman Nurmagomedov gets it done over five rounds. I know it wasn't that exciting. Um, it looked good. You know, I, I, I swear, every time we bet a round three, shout out to, uh, I'll get to D-Love and uh, the turmeric tonic here in a second, uh, but shout out to Master of Love uh, there, Derek Love, not not, uh, not Dustin, but both both loves I've got love for, uh, the round three special. Um, the round three specials, man, I swear, like every time, I feel like there's no better way to go into your round three bet when 
you're sweating balls that the ref's going to stop it at the end of round two. And you're like, just make it, just make it. And you're like, yes, there's no way they can survive. Uh, the corner's not going to stop it because this is MMA. So they're going to send their guy into the third round and we're going to cash it, baby. And you can just start tasting the number. You guys know what I'm talking about. You guys have been there with me. Uh, I feel like that's the worst omen because whenever that happens, I feel like back to the 99 to 95% clip percentile uh, guesstimation there. I feel like you, you end up what should be 95 to 99% you should hit. It ends up being 95 to 99% you don't hit though somehow. Isn't that funny? And it's like the guy that almost got the finish. He, maybe he's just like, ah, I'm way ahead. I'm fucking a little tired. Let me, let me take a break. And then they end up letting the guy back into the fight or something. You know, not that Patricky really got back into this fight, but you guys know what I'm saying. That was the only play. I didn't, you know me, I'm not, I never bet too heavy on Bellator. Uh, Kizriev defeated Daniel Weichel. Uh, shout out to my guy Mads Burnell called out Weichel. I think that'd be a fantastic fight. Hopefully Bellator puts that together. Daniel James defeated Tyrell Fortune. Livon Chokieli defeated Roman Feraldo, um, and some prelim stuff, which uh, I'm not going to go over. Um, of course, uh, we had a UFC. Uh, let's see, how do we do in picks? We went one, two, oh, no, 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 one and one, two and one, three and one, three and two, maybe a little asterisk there. We'll talk about that one in a sec. Uh, Three and two, Jennifer Maya. Uh, four and two, five and two. Surprise, surprise, we're on the wrong end of another close split. Um, not that I have an issue or care about that one. Five and three, uh, Maria Oliveira. I think we took Maria Oliveira, didn't we? So that puts us at five and four. We took Hiastan. Five and five, yeah, we took Silva. So finished, okay, six and five overall. That's not bad. Six and five overall. We went zero uh, and one on our straight pick, ZZ Bottom, which we'll get to here in a second. Um, and uh, I'll read off the others in a second. I, I apologize, folks. I'm going to uh, do a quick, uh, quick, quick little break, and I'll be, I'll be right back. We'll finish the recap here, so uh, don't go anywhere, and uh, I'll be right back.
All right, I'm back, unmuted, look at that. All right, sorry about that, folks. Uh, yeah, and then we went 0-1 uh, straight, like I said. Um, and we went uh, 2 and... Eh, 2 and 1 in props, which ain't bad, because two of them were pushes with the uh, Derek Lewis not happening. And we went 2 for 4, although one was taken out with the Derek Lewis push, and the one we missed was, of course, ZZ Bottom, Jaco Shimabuov, which we'll, we'll get to here in a second. So, uh, sorry about that break, folks. Hey, my guy Alvin Yakatori in the chat. Mr. Tom, I must inquire about something important. It seems like after 271 and 281, mainly after Mr. Adesanya fights, the fans seem to engage in rude and toxic conversations. How can we as community build... How can we as a community build a more positive environment and speak about these amazing fighters who make this sport? I noticed that too. And again, I was very happy for um, Pereira. Uh, but that was just because I, I, I picked Pereira. I bet Pereira. And again, with these... Yeah, although I am, you know, you could accuse me of bias. I am 3% Portuguese, but no, no. Um, you you think I'm, I'm, I'm like all out Brazilian with my love for guys like Glover, Dubronx, um, Pereira. But, uh, you know, part of me, that love comes with like Glover is a, just, a, you know, a good guy. You don't see much good things happen in MMA. Uh, you know, so, it you know, uh, we'll... It's hard not to root for these guys. And guys like Pereira and Dubronx who come from the literal bottom, that's the same, but they, they literally come from the bottom you know, in the favelas, and they actually, and they don't forget where they come from, where they get from the top, and they actually have, like, actual legit, and, you know, you know, and shouts other fighters like Dustin Poirier, who, who donated to it and have their own uh, great charities as well, shouts to him, but, like, these guys that have these favela projects, and they're doing that with their world championship statuses, and, like, giving back, like, yeah, I'm a little biased, I can't help but root for them, that being said, Alvin does bring up a good point, because, um, there, you know, there is a lot of, uh, I, I, I have seen a lot of hate toward Adesanya. And now I almost don't want to acknowledge, like, again, back to the other comment about racism. Because I, I try not to acknowledge that stuff. I, I definitely try to engage it. Uh, you could argue reporting it goes too far, but like, if it's like legit racist stuff, I just, uh, you know, not, who knows who I'm reporting to at this point, you know, uh, but like, yeah, I'll try to report it or like I'll mute them, just not give them the satisfaction because like people are sick and they're like, I got blocked, I got blocked, you know, they're like, I just watched Mad Max Fury Road, it's like they're the, they're the uh, what do you call the the death boys or whatever those their names are or whatever, the war boys, and they're just like, he looked at me, he looked over at me, ah, like they're just like literally out there killing themselves on these streets just for the weirdest acknowledgements that mean nothing. Um... So I tried to give that to them. I tried to feed those things, but I definitely seen that. Um, you know, some are you know uh, more. You know, uh, things that Adesanya have said or associated, uh, shared, and that is 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 much more forgiving to me because, you know, that's your opinion. You know, like you're more than welcome to have your opinions on that stuff. I'm, I'm welcome more than welcome to have mine. I'm lucky enough to have a platform to share them. Sure. Uh, but don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm more than grateful and more than uh, understanding and trying my best not to be hypocritical about those things. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, uh, so there's a lot of it's that too, I think, Alvin. But usually I, I would say people doing that, whether you agree with it or not, they're not going into like the racial or like the weird or the, 
you know, homophobic territories that I've seen. All three people go without Asanya. Like, that's definitely weird and not cool. Uh, just weird. Um, but, like, um, but, yeah, I've definitely seen that. Um, you know, there are people that can speak to it probably better than I can. Uh, and I say that because I, I know people have, like, went on, like, uh, actually made, like, media content pieces, threads on the subject. But, you know, there's, you know, you can compare, you know, um, the reactions to, you know, uh, black champions to other champions. You can do this a lot of different ways to women to men. That's a, that's an easy one, right? Um, heck, I'm guilty of uh, a lot of those things too. As far as like, you know, you, like, hey Dan, why don't you, uh, you know, you, I know the UFC books more male fights than women's fights, but disproportionately are the fights you don't conveni- coincidentally get to on the prelims. They happen to be ladies' fights, you know, and you could. That's more than fair for you to throw that in my direction. And I'll own that. Um, but I'm just saying that as a point of it exists. And I'm not saying it exists like I'm better and I'm like the moral standpoint. And look how bad everybody else is. And if you're like that, shame on you. Like, I mean, obviously racist shit, shame on you. But I'm just saying like as far as like making these comparisons on treatment levels and groups, like it's absolutely real. It's not a made up thing. You know, so yeah, I, I see that, Alvin. And I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is for that, you know. Um... I really don't know. I, uh, I'm definitely no crusader, nor 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 should I be equipped to or, or given that task. I am just trying my best um, to you know be more positive and grateful off people like yourself uh, and the other listeners here, uh, and trying to you know better myself as as time goes on as I as I grow older. Don't have an answer to that, man. Because when you look at the YouTube comment sections, the Twitter com- comment sections, it, it could be as, it could be pretty overwhelming. You know, that's that is a big fire to put out. Um, I will just do my best, and hopefully, this light that I'm putting up, as small as dim as it is, seems to be attracting some pretty cool fucking people and you guys. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm gonna continue to do that. Um, and although back to the other person gatekeeping opinions, always important to filter those. That being said, I'm, I'm still going to be sure to keep open to opinions and perspectives because they can teach and better inform me. Um, but that's just me. I don't have the answer for you guys. Combropolis, Rose, and Dan, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it, it was good. It was good. It was good. I got to I, I cook some uh, cook some elk and uh, some bison meats for me and me and the lady. Uh, I may or may not have had some turkey, which is blasphemous if you know me. I can't be admitting that, but yes, I may or may not have actually had some turkey. Between you and me, right? Uh, did you have fun cornering your friend at that MMA fight? Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, you know, we talk about uh, decision luck. Um, boy, the judges the judges were on your boy's side this time. Um, I had a lot of fun. It was great. It was it was it was a real wild wild rush. Um, they put all we had six guys competing, so it was kind of awkward because. You know, we all know each other more on the opposite corners. And then they put us, of course, like back to back to back. So not that I didn't acknowledge or respect coaches for doing this when they do this on UFC shows where they'll put like Whitman fighters back to back and you got to do that that balance. It is tough, man, because I'm trying to be the warm. I was I essentially the way it worked out. I essentially warmed up the first guy um, who was the guy I was supposed to who was the guy I was supposed to fight, oddly enough. Uh, and it was kind of a mind fuck because like. You know, we talk, and, and I wish him the best, and, you know, at a certain point, you know, 
I gotta let that shit go. I have to let that shit go. Otherwise, it's just gonna eat at me. And it didn't matter anyways, right? With all the injuries that I accrued, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna be able to compete, right? Um, and he's going against another guy who I like, Darnell, by the way. Um, I was thinking at Baywatch. My name's Darnell. Running's my sport. Uh, wow, Dan, over 30-year-old reference. Uh, so I would warm up the first fighter. They would go out. Uh, Justin cornered him. Um, Justin Janes. Uh, and then I was warming up Oscar because he was the second fight. And then I did the whole thing with Oscar uh, per his request. Not supposed to show favoritism, but obviously Oscar is my guy, right? Uh, so that, that, was, uh, that was no problem there. Um, so warmed him, warmed up Oscar. Um, there's a lot of hurry up and wait in the back. So we're back watching the first fight go on. <clears throat> and uh, they just went to war. And uh, like, uh, yeah, I went to war. And then they come back, go the three rounds. And then we go out in the corner. Oscar, who's going to get my guy Jeremiah, who's, who's a really good kid. Um, we'll, we'll see more of him in the future. He's a young kid, and he's, he's going to be sticking with it. He's, he, um, but uh, And we knew it was going to be a good fight. It was going to be a tough fight, but it was going to be a good fight. Uh, plan was to throw a lot of leg kicks because, uh, which we'll get to in the next fight. Um, a lot of the guys didn't know kick defense, you know, and it was about the Monday before and at the end of the program and the coach was asking, all right, anything you guys want to touch up on, this is your week to focus on. And one of the guys is like kicks. Uh, I don't feel like my kicks are that good. And you know, it's like the ultimate fighter, your opponent's in the same room as my guy, Jack. Right. And Jack's like, I mean, my kicks are great. What are you talking about? And uh, we all start laughing, and I chimed in, and I was like, you know, Coach, it would be a good opportunity. Kicks are a good opportunity to kill two birds with one stone because we could also drill kick defense at the same time. And I'm going to guess you guys need that. And everybody was like, oh, shit, we don't know how to defend kicks because it's a very – it's a novice program in the defense, you know. Um, and they're going against each other, so they're properly matched. So, so, so. But, but that is worth noting, right? I'm like, no one's learning kick defense in a week. So um, – Oscar kicks like a mule. Like he actually really hurt. Even just drilling with him, uh, I didn't have leg kick pads on, so I was letting him just kind of belt into my leg a little bit. Oh my god, bad idea! Like he deadened the shit out of my leg. So I was like, okay, you are gonna get this kid with leg kicks, uh, Oscar. Um, if I'm doing this for you with my fucking busted knee, you're hurting my ass. We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna you you better pay that forward. Um, and Oscar, he just got caught in the brawl. You know, I'm sure he, uh, he went over it with his podcast. Uh, that's awesome show, by the way, with him and Dan Hooker. Go check that out. But uh, yeah, uh, he just got caught in the brawl, and uh, I'm pretty sure we definitely lost the first round, even though one judge gave it to us 30-27. Like, page note this, guys, but it was it's hilarious. I got the complete opposite luck that my gambling gets as far as scoring goes, and it was the complete opposite luck as far as my cornering because, believe it or not, guys, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, I think I've only cornered as far as MMA goes. I've, I've cornered a bunch of other stuff as far as MMA goes I think I've only cornered three times and that record is 0-3 right so I've never been able to be on the winning side of one of these fuckers uh, been in the, I've been in the back during warm ups for a lot of championship fights for a ton of the winning fights but when I actually got to go out there um, to corner not just the back or the pre stuff to corner 0-3 so we went 2-0 and um, and I, I did think we did enough to do 29-28 uh, we were we were on our way to losing the second round as well because Oscar got rocked really bad. So I'm like, did the judges just not see him get rocked? Um, and uh, you know, you know he uh, he was he, he was okay. He, he was a little bit foggy eyed, but he answered the uh, doc and official okay that he still wanted to fight. Um, and uh, you know, um, and he, you know he 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 looked uh, you know physically able to still go and 
physically willing to still go. Um, the doc was fine with it, so we go in. It looks like he's losing round two, and then comes back and drops drops Jeremiah. You know, and that that obviously seals the round. He gets on top. I, I think finishes the round there. And we're like, okay, well, we're back to wrestling, back to the wrestling room. We're going to wrestle, you know. We're going to wrestle because uh, the leg kicks and the head movement really aren't there. He's just brawling with <laughs> Jeremiah every time. So uh, we go uh, we go, we, we, we go into the next fight, and, and it's, like, pretty close. And we got some takedowns and whatnot. But um, we're trying to get another one to seal it because you get, you get on top and you punch, you pretty much get the round in amateur MMA, right? You know, playing percentage as long as you're active with it. And... Um, <clears throat> And I was pretty proud of myself because we went from a certain point where we were yelling, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. And he got him against the cage, but it was a close round. And we were screaming for the takedown from a previous directive, which made sense because he was getting kind of hit in, in, in an exchange. But he had the dominant position outside the cage. So about 20, 25 seconds left, I changed the messaging to going, strike, strike, seal the round, seal the round, knowing that there's probably at least one judge in earshot of me. And even if they maybe had the other guy's slightly up if i say strike and seal the round that may that may challenge the judge on a subconscious level whether he realizes it or not um again something i learned from my guy eric nixick you know play to at least play knowing that there's at least one judge that's going to be earshot of you um and you know he, and oscar to his credit just started throwing little uppercuts and i think that was enough to seal the round uh, which maybe we didn't need because one judge had it 30-27 but uh we we got we definitely uh he definitely earned the 29-28 and the next fight was hilarious. It was between my guys, Jack and Alan. It was just great. It was hilarious because they're just such good guys. And Jack is just so happy before his fight. We're just, me and Justin, we're across from him. Just like, oh my gosh. And we're cornering Alan, who's a, who's a paramedic out here. And um, they just start, you know, kind of just going at it. And uh, and uh, I think Alan definitely loses the first round, right? Like, Jack's taller longer he's actually using his jab alan kind of forgets about his hands for a little bit he's kind of darting in and out doing a little dancing pecking away with leg kicks right um but we noticed that uh just like i said you know jack because none of the guys are really checking leg kicks none of them have leg kick defense so we go into the second round and we're like just leg kick the shit out of him just leg kick that's all we want you to do is leg kick we're like leg kick and no matter how even if it didn't look clean even if the technique didn't look great just selling it hard. Yes, Alan. Yeah. Hashtag yes, Jake. Yes, Jake. Yes, Jake. I felt like uh, Edmund in the corner there. It's like, yes, Alan. Yes. Just just you know, overly cheering everything, overly selling it. Um, and, um, and, uh, and you know, it, I think it was a close round. And then the third round, I did definitely, you know, or, or no, 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 you know, uh, I didn't think we got it. I thought we were down on rounds. So Justin's telling him we're, we're down two rounds. You know, uh, we definitely need this this third round, um, and we got to go for it. And uh, we ended up getting a split decision. Now it was interesting. This is interesting because not only will we get the close split decision, but folks, in the judges' defenses, I know this is a lot for fights. That maybe you guys don't care about as much as me, but this was interesting. You know, um, in the second round, in the third round, I should say. Uh, Jack didn't do much. He, he he. I don't know if he got tired because he showed to get tired in the second round. Um, but Allen kind of just outworked him, even though they weren't pretty. He just kept leg kicking him pretty much because the guy had no answer for the leg kicks, even though they weren't the hardest things. They were one of the only things to really grade, right? And then in the second round, um, Jack actually like got a takedown, landed more punches and more strikes on the feet. But Allen got a triangle locked up, and it was sloppy at first, and we didn't think he was going to catch the adjustment. Because sometimes Alan, you know, uh, we're like, no, no, your other left, you know, uh, 
But he, he credit to Allen, man. He listened. He adjusted the triangle pretty tight. Um, still didn't get it, but it was good enough to where they would have given it a catch in a jiu-jitsu competition. But as we know, we don't those those those, those metrics aren't really rewarded on multiple levels, uh, whether people commentating, viewing it, or deducing from the way the rounds are scored themselves by the pros, the judges, right? Um, not this time, folks. No, uh, they they clearly felt the triangle was the closest thing that won the round. So we're telling Allen he's down two going into the third, you know. Again, why I try not to criticize these corners too much because we did it. We, we were giving our fighter technically wrong information, although if you guys saw the fight, you probably would have agreed with us, and most people were really pissed. It was great because <laughs> Jack's Irish, so he had like this whole Irish mob there, and he works at one of like those Irish bars in Vegas, so he had like a bunch of local friends, and Alan is just like the nicest kid in the world. And the split gets red, and it was the classic where like, you just see me and like Justin go, what? Like we're just a surprise our guy won. And everybody's like, what? And then Alan, it hits him like late, like even after he's not, not he's, he's kind of like in shock and we're like, I'm giving him a shirt. We're leaving the ring at this point, the octagon or the, the cage. And all of a sudden this guy who's just kind of shy and sheepish. And, and I mean that in the complete complimentary form, if you're listening, Alan, it just hits him like a ton of bricks. He just goes the hap. I, I was, Oh, the highest of highs in the sport, folks. He is just insanely happy. And he's like, I won! I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they announced the decision like a couple minutes ago at this point, Alan. You won. He's like, I won! And he's like, <laughs> literally dancing outside, like, on the way to the back as he's like, the people are like, uh, pelting and throwing stuff. Boo! <laughs> it was just a great dynamic and I couldn't help but laugh and cheer. Like, yes! Yes, we got it. <laughs> and I love Jack, too. I love both guys, but it was just, it was fantastic, man. Um, it was a good time. Sorry for the long answer. We'll get to this recap and <clears throat> and uh, get get out of here under an hour and a half. But um, it was fantastic, man. It really it really lit up my passion for coaching and cornering. It, I really think it's something that I, I I could be decent at with practice and given the proper time and reps, and would like to do. But um, you know, I'm still doing a gambling podcast and things, and and you know, those lines are kind of tricky. Um, and I try to be respectful of those. You know as we're saying right now, right? I definitely I definitely want to um I definitely want to stay on the right side of uh whatever ethics and values are in this sport. You know, not throwing shade or shit, it's just what it is. It's a foggy line. I'm just I'm just doing my best to to, to, to stay stepping in it, but uh helping people like that is is amazing. I I I love it. Uh, all right, let's get to the uh the recap, UFC Vegas 65. Uh, Kennedy and Chukwu was the uh, newly minted main event versus Iwan Kutalaba. Again, trying to stay as professional as possible. Kutalaba is extreme couture guy. Uh, he had my guy mix it, corner him last second. Um, didn't matter if it was last second or I, I assume that was going to be his guy anyways. Um, but just because it's a Nixit guy, just because it's an extreme couture guy, doesn't mean I'm going to pick them. Doesn't mean, um, you know, I, I'm going to not be not critical to them. Um, I'm going to try to do my job as best I can, folks, um, even if that means, you know, hurting people's feelings, uh, which, you know, I definitely do not want to hurt Q Lava's feelings because he looks like he would, I mean, he doesn't look like he would smash me into a trash can six ways from Sunday. Thankfully, Eric, who could also is big enough to smash me and most people into a smash can, uh, a trash can. Uh, thankfully, Eric is, uh, he understands this game, man. And I've had him on the show. We've talked about it before. So, again, it doesn't make it easy for sure. Um, it can mess with my judgment, which I admittedly admit and makes me a, a not the most reliable source, despite 
being somebody who, you know, oh, maybe he's in his inside information. No, not going to do that here. Um, or even behind closed doors, because, again, that stuff's not, it doesn't matter. People can still win fights. Um, people can still lose fights. Uh, it really doesn't matter. Um, why would I burn relationships and possibly open myself up to any legal ramifications doing that? I never have, and I definitely won't. Uh, definitely won't be. Uh, I never have in the past and won't be in the future. So, um, that being said, yeah, I, I do feel that, uh, that the, uh, that the, that the, you know, not to get too sidetracked here, that the training does help, um, my breakdowns and, and my value as a resource. In spite of that ESPN article where it just cites one phantom, phantom coach to be like, people are, oh, wow, I had a feeling, you know, so like, oh, training doesn't help you at all. It's like, no, that was from one phantom coach who was saying most fighters, and I agree with that statement, by the way, most fighters don't do good because, again, these biases are in play. Fighters usually pick with their heart, so um, that actually wasn't too much of a surprise and uh, hopefully didn't make people who do train doubt the edge that it gives them because um, even if it doesn't shake out that way, as your boy and my results uh, this year have, will show you, that doesn't mean you don't know what you're talking about and the and your edge as a is training in the sport isn't going to help you it will again not massively i never claimed it to be uh which is why i'm not like a charge for picks guy or anything like that i never have been never will uh, although who knows maybe i may have to start a patreon here to stay afloat but that won't but i, I, I even if i did do that i mean i wouldn't be a charger for picks and stuff. i wouldn't put myself behind the play paywall even if I did uh, open one up for support, point being. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry, long-winded, I know. Uh, picked Ninchuku, though. Just can't trust Cute Lava Man. was hoping he would win, obviously, for, for my boy Eric there, too. Um, but uh, yeah, just, uh, just a wild man, right? He, even though he's trying to wrestle more. Um, and Ninchuku, just his, his, his uh, evolution... Um, a little more composed on the feet with his southpaw striking. He can switch and strike orthodox as well. Uh, and obviously that wrestling top game and really working his wrestling. And I've always had a soft spot for this guy too, whether I'm picking him or picking against him. Uh, because he takes care of his uh, his mother uh, with ALS. Um, my mother does not have ALS, but just any young man, um, you know, in a position to take, take care of their madre, um, definitely, I definitely have a soft spot for so much love to him and his team and his family. Waldo Cortez Acosta defeated Chase Sherman. Um, I don't think it was like as bad of a decision as like uh, the last one. I went to, I went to watch that again. By the way, I don't think I did a podcast before this, and I ended up picking Chase Sherman. But yeah, like oh my gosh, you know again back to why I was surprised to get it on leg kicks because um, and we'll talk about this. It didn't happen this fight, although it happened to another fighter where the leg kicks visibly uh, chose to bother them, and yet they still win the round. Like. Wait, isn't impactful? Isn't that impactful striking? If you can make somebody like shake out their limb or hold their body, isn't that impactful striking? Yet, Andre Ull wins the round against Martinez. Waldo Cortez Acosta wins some rounds there against Vandera that he probably shouldn't have won, right? Uh, and I picked Waldo Cortez Acosta in that fight, so it's not even me being uh, crying about spilt milk there. Um, but it's like, isn't that effect? You know, effective striking, and more to the point, when you read to delineate what part of that paragraph of affecting striking and grapple and grappling, by the way, folks, um, do we award more? You know, uh, as far as really getting into the weeds, well, when you do that, it, we award more immediately impactful things. And I know that body kicks and leg kicks are traditionally thought as attritional strikes, which they absolutely are. That doesn't mean they aren't immediately impactful strikes. In fact, when they show to make someone double over and hold the part they were hit, 
or someone, you know, uh, kick their leg back into commission or start like shaking it out and visibly dancing because they, they can't balance on one leg like Waldo Cortez Acosta. It's like, do we have to stab the person in the leg too? And be like, are you seeing this over the fucking head shots that aren't even fucking landing? Sorry. <laughs> like, what do we have to do to the leg, you know? Like, what What do we have to do at, at this point, you know? Um, it's like, uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I, I had no, no problem with this fight. I don't even remember this fight. Um, I'm glad I avoided playing the dog that I picked in Sherman. Um, and uh, this next one came through. Muslim Salikov uh, defeated Andre Filo, baby. I didn't, yeah, Filo. That's why I was bummed I didn't get to. I had some family in town, too, uh, the week before Thanksgiving. Um, and you know what? It was Popo Door, so I, I was like, you know what? Gotta gotta go see a uh, family, familia, much more important than this stuff, unfortunately, folks. So, so sorry for that. But yeah, not that I need to apologize. But yeah, I did miss saying Fila Ho, baby. Fila Ho. Telling you guys, man, this guy gets hurt. This guy gets rocked. Um, and uh, I know I was on the wrong end of uh, some of his fights earlier on, but my analysis did prove right, and I was able to cash on these last two times at least to make up for the. One, possibly two times I played against him. Um, yeah, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, Salikov KO uh, cashed plus 300, which was nice. Missed the round one plus 600, which would have been nicer. But we came out with some profit. Um, we had him by KO in the round robin, thankfully. Not round one by KO. We did have Jack Telemarlina. Uh, by round one to defeat Danny Roberts. That was in the round robin, which was nice. Um, that cashed. Uh, so thank you, Jackie boy. Jackie, Jackie Della put a hurtin' on a fella. Um, and then, um, of course, the fight after that would have rounded out. And again, man, again, like, not saying that Derek Lewis would have won. Who knows how he, how it is. He's, he's complete, he, he reminds you this is multiple times he's had fight day pullouts. Um, just not a reliable fighter, right? So, believe me, this heavyweight MMA, like, I'm not trying to count my ducks before they hatch, but, like, come on, Lewis by KO in the small cage against a grappler uh, who doesn't, you know, have KO, uh, one-shot KO power on the feet. Um, first time five rounds, like, uh, that would have been nice, but it wouldn't have mattered anyways because uh, ZZ Bottom, he, this is why we call him ZZ Bottom. Uh, not a sexual thing, folks. Nothing wrong if you want to be the, you know, you know. Nothing wrong if you want to be a power, be a power bottom, baby. Do, do your thing. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, he gets the bottom of the totem pole as far as the the judging scoring, man. Um, you know, he comes out in a house and fire in round one, almost like he's just like because again, he has a lot of split decisions. Where you know he he actually does really well against tall guys, even if you don't think he beats them. Like I think he has arguments against Paiva. If you actually go back and watch, and I'm, and I'm not one of these guys who got sold on his outside work. Like I was one of the, you know the the few. Um, I think C.J. Staffick was another guy who who was who was keen on this. You know he does the work too, um, and yeah, I didn't think uh, Gas won a lot of those big name fights that he fought outside of the UFC. But the the results don't matter. He has good skills. Um, unfortunately, he throws to the legs into the body and he counters and we know what happens there I know I'm the only person that acknowledges it very few people actually do but again all these decisions that are close and contentious whether you think that so are not 
but they just end up being labeled to by the masses. Whether or not you agree with it, can we at least acknowledge that 9.99 times out of 10, every time the person who the majority of the people think should won or had an argument to win and didn't win, or the people who either worked the leg, the body, and or countered more, and or all of the above. You know, uh, it's just so many times that you don't have to be the better striker to win because big shots swing hard, make big sound. I think some, oh, Rogan said rocked. You know, like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, being the better striker is, like, le- less friendly to the criteria. <laughs> you know, especially, like, and I understand, you know, ring generalship, as far as the flexibility for defense to be a reward as opposed to it being its own reward, which I agree and don't disagree with and have adjusted my scoring to for some time now. It's not, never been an issue. Um, but yes, you know, uh, that is a part of boxing more. You have more um, forgiveness to pace issues and a much more educated uh, in Muay Thai where you also have much more educated knowledge of things that are properly blocked, but then also the effect of things that are blocked, right? kicking the arms you know from what I gather they don't seem to have as hard of a time as for example boxing is adjudicating um, that aspect of their sport but yeah man MMA it's big punch swing hard win you know and Charles Johnson is, is, is a slickster a bit of a slickster himself to be honest but he was definitely the more athletic of the two, the bigger of the two. He had a lot of pop on his shots, or at least what seemed to be a lot of pop. Um, and uh, it just, again, like like I said, like, okay, Dan, how are we supposed to, aside from the doubling over or the stomping of the leg, which actually happened in this fight, that's who I was referring to, Charles Johnson stomping his leg. Um, it's like, you know, and that was like the clearest round for Johnson, everybody said, was round three where he was stomping his leg. It's like, what, what part does effective striking, you know? Like, I said that, like, okay, I get that you can't expect judges or anybody else, much less myself, a bodywork, you know, connoisseur. I didn't, I wasn't even aware. I mean, who could be aware in track in a fight as crazy, as chaotic as Jury and Glover? But I, oh, God, they fucked over Glover. Uh, I wasn't even aware that, you know, Glover was hurt to the body, right? How could I criticize the judges for, for not, you know, and although I believe they actually had Glover, I think, winning that fight, right, going into it. But the point is, there are certain things that, yes, you can't expect the judges to know, and how would you expect them to grade that, Dan, as far as the body or some of the leg stuff, if you got a good poker face? Um, it's like, okay, I get it, but how many times do we um, pontificate how much something is hurting somebody when it comes to head strikes? Like, not everything was hitting, much less hitting clean when Charles Johnson was flurring on Juma Gulov, but Juma Gulov kind of had bad body language because he, he emptied the gas so hard in the beginning and I know it's a bad look for anybody 135 or under to gas. And I was like, that's kind of his fault for gassing and giving these optics. But let's also remember, folks, the guy took two low blows amongst two eye, eye grazes. And I know one of them wasn't technically a foul, but his eye was still grazed from it. And I love Bisping, but you know, I love his commentary. He's one of the best. But he wasn't doing double Z or the perception any favors because he was doing that thing like where I don't... and. and I notice, it, you know, it's like we tend to be a little more cruel to people who like uh, aren't likely gonna like interpret our tweets or understand our language. So like we're a little more harsher on them, you know. If they go back and read the comment, watch the commentary, they'll be least likely to give them shit. 
I don't know if that's the case, but he was digging into ZZ, like his character almost going like, oh, he was just trying to get a breather. Like, it's like you need to acknowledge that, okay, it's not a foul and the ref either got it right or got it wrong by stopping or not stopping it. But what needs to be acknowledged is the fighter doesn't know whether it was a fist or not. He just feels that he, you know, uh, the damage, which he did, which he did uh, sustain. Um, it's not his fault whether the re- he can call for it all he wants even if there is no foul there and he is trying to play the game it's ultimately up the re- up to the ref so i hate it when they put even more that's already unfairly on these fighters on the fighter and then that also puts a negative tinge to where he's actually getting fouled you know and it's like does the and you see that attitude almost with the ref too because then he actually does sustain an eye poke and then they don't even call it and then yeah he also sustains two low blows so you have to remember that before we criticize the dude for gassing Nevertheless, gassing, or the appearance of that you're gassing or running out of steam is really bad optics, especially when a guy is flurring on you, especially if he's, even though he may not be hitting you that hard, it gives that illusion, right? And I get that. I get it. I don't even, like, uh, disagree. I'm not, I'm not crying robbery here, and I'm not even disagreeing so much with round three, but I'm bringing the obvious question again. What's effective? Like, it flurried him, but it didn't really lead to anything. Jalgas was able to get away and reset pretty much every time. He didn't even get really takedowns from it, if I recall. Like, it was more just Jalgas looking like he needed a breather, and uh, that's when, you know, conveniently uh, Charles Johnson was turning it on. Like, that's really what it looked like, you know? So there's an argument that you could go 30-27 Jalgas. There is an argument for that in there. Um so yeah, I'm not. I'm, I know a bunch of people already beat this, and I'm glad that people are giving him love and, and recognizing. And a shout to my guy Craig Allen, who gave a tweet like this: the dude could be like easily four and two in the UFC, and he's getting he's been getting better every fight, going to American Top Team, spending the money. The guy's like a, I don't know what if he's like a polygamist or whatever that word is, but he's got like multiple wives and kids. So I mean, Jalgas is. I mean, I know he looks like Kazakh Jim, Kazakh Jim Norton. But uh, don't don't let him fool you, man. Don't let the baby face fool you. He is uh, the weird baby face fool you. He's pumping him out more ways than one, slinging it more ways than one, throwing he easy, Dan. We get it. He needs a lot of money for kids. Uh, but yeah, you know. So it's like, like back to my thing. Like forget me, forget my bet, folks. I'm not crying robbery. Fuck me. Forget the fact that it tied in not just a single bet, but also a round robin that could have paid big. Forget me. This is another thing where it's like it, it would have just done this person so much good. I know. Oh, Johnson would have been 0 to the UFC. He's still a talented guy. UC would have gave him another shot. Flyweight's not deep. They need people. But Jalgas, man, he's on a, on a big losing streak. And uh, the guy needs money to pay. These guys only get half their check. He's got multiple families and shit. And then, you know, he's a little bit older, experienced, all the bad luck, and he's having to go life and death in these fights. Deceptively hard guys. Getting fouled like he's the second coming of John Dodson with a magnet on his balls. And uh, the guy can't catch a break, man. Of course your boy sympathizes with those fighters. And I got to stop betting on people who I sympathize with and are the better fighters. I'm like, wait, this is the better technical striker. Um, He has all the reasons to win in the world, technically on paper. And if there is a god in any of these religions that exists, this guy should win. Okay, bet the house on the other guy. Like, that is how I need to be going about this from now on. Because that's just how it goes, man. This is just fucking classic Dan Tom fingerprints all over it. I'm not even gonna met be mad. If anything, I if I if I I, I almost want to like personally write a letter to him and apologize um, for putting that for, for for adding to his juju and sympathizing. You're like, hey man, dude with some similar juju. I can I feel you, bro. I feel you. I know it's not gonna pay your bills, but I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, Jennifer Maya defeated Marina Morose. Uh, I actually like Marina Morose in that spot and was you know thinking she'd be a good parlay piece. I'm glad I avoided it. Props to you. Uh, apologies if you didn't, and props to you if you were on the dog side. Miles Johns defeated Vince Morales. Avoided that. Ricky Tercios defeated Kevin Natividad. Picked Natividad, but avoided it. Good thing I did, because, uh, you know, not that it was... There was more, from what I hear, there there was definitely more of a reason to be uh, up in arms about the Jalgas decision than this one, for sure. Um, so nothing to be mad about here. Just glad I avoided it. Demopolis defeated Maria Oliveira. Um, didn't watch it. Um, again, you can accuse me there. Sorry, just didn't watch it. Uh... Brady Highstand defeated Fernie Garcia. Didn't watch it. Neither did I watch Natalia Silva defeat Teresa Baleda. Uh, all right, before I go to PFL, I'm going to go back to the chat here and see what you guys got. Dan, I was, yeah, did you corner this? Mad Gavin. I have been saying this to all WMMA channels and MMA channels that will listen. Um, I believe that Zhang did not have the better grappling. This is Mad Gavin. I believe that Zhang did not have the better grappling. Then Asparza, she was just stronger and more athletic. Zhang, neither technical or smart. Uh, I think it's a little harsh on Zhang. I do appreciate the contrarian argument that, you know, um, how much athleticism and strength really can compensate when, when uh, you know, talent and Asparza being underrated. Uh, I'm all for those aspects of the message, but, you know, a little harsh there. But you're welcome to your opinion, sir. Appreciate you, you joining. Uh, Mad Gavin says, I predict she will lose bad to Lemos since Carla hit her three times. Lemos is that quiet, you know, she's got that quiet kryptonite. I know um, Andrade beat her, and I picked her to beat her not by that method, standing arm triangle, um, granted, but Lemos, much more li livelier. I almost wish I, I didn't take that week off because I would have been curious to where I would have ended up on that fight, the uh, Lemos Rodriguez. So, again, um, Contrarian left field, if you want to say opinions, but I I, I, I appreciate the sentiment on, on on a lot of it, even if I don't agree with it all. It's fine, folks. We all don't have to agree. It's really okay. Matt Gavin also says, as an analyst, you must agree with me since I put in a lot of thought and effort into that take. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with some of it, man, and, and I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man, I think Lemos is definitely a quiet sleeper. Um, I think Esparza is underrated believe me you don't gotta you don't gotta fight me to say that um but uh i will say that zhang yang is probably gonna come after your torches if you, you, you blast you know this is this is this is uh this is enemy enemy territory man uh if you're saying bad stuff about Li Zhang, you know the contrarian in me kind of salutes you like the ball's on you sir but uh but no i appreciate your opinion matt gavin uh jimmy kudo dan do you have beefs i i, I like a chicago beefs and italian beefs what do you say uh, beefs and quarrels in the MMA community. I try not to. That's what Jimmy Kudo means. Um, yeah, I try not to. Um, I try to, if I, there's something I don't like, I try to message the person privately. Um, which doesn't go any better, to be honest, you know? And, and like, it's, I figure that's a professional and man-to-man -man way to do things, but then that ends up, you know, going bad sometimes too. So, I don't know. I I'm just trying to stay away from beefs and work on me, you know. There's a lot to cast judgment on, and rightfully so, but you know what? Uh, I think when I took that week off for the Lemos Rodriguez, like, I just, like, worked on me, did some therapy stuff, uh, like, went down a therapy rabbit hole, learned some stuff about myself, how to better improve upon my relationships, and it felt great. It's like, we need to do that more, you know? Men would rather fight in the cage than go to therapy. Um, 
you have to see the visual to get that joke. This is love, folks. Don't don't get mad. Jimmy Kudo, I use VR as my movie theater and gaming. Okay, nice VR. Uh, James Kendrick, I'm just a regular Samsung guy for my movies. I, I I've been a hardcore Samsung guy for TVs. I still have a really good Samsung TV. And my original, the last time I shelled out for a home theater system uh, from Best Buy was uh, in 2009, I want to say, and that was a Samsung. And I recently gave that TV away to my neighbor across the street who's using it in his garage. So, like, I think, like, there's stuff from a certain year, years, which just was was amazing. And just recently from the service department, the quality of some of their stuff, that I know they got caught lying on some of their numbers. Um, it's, it made me, it made it hard for me to trust them. But uh, I still have a, I have a sweet Samsung TV that I think I got in 2019. It's a 4K one. It's relatively new, but it's it's awesome. That's the one I got in my living room. Um, I got a Crystal UHD one uh, shortly after. I think I think that one in like 2018, and then I got a Crystal UHD one. I want to say in like 2019 or 2020, and it was supposed to be better than that one. And I, I never I it all threw me off because it was it was they weren't super expensive TVs for the Samsung lines, but it was supposed to be like technically better. And it didn't look as good as the other one, and sure enough, it, it burnt, burnt and crapped out. It was not an OLED or QLED or anything like that. Um, it just died. Um, so I actually ended up going with an LG C2, um, which is good for gaming, even though I don't game. But it's got like a Dolby, uh, the Dolby Vision, Atmos, all that stuff. Um, it doesn't have DTS. Uh, sound or so DTSX, but the sound bar that I got for it does. So I'm gonna try and plugging it into um, my L. I got the LG uh, Meridian sound bar. I got the, the, the lowest end one. It still has Atmos, but like I think there's like four or five models up. I'm like, they're like, you don't want to see uh, any of the nicer ones. I'm like, no, if this is included in the deal and it's the cheapest, that's what I'm gonna get. And I'm actually happy with what I got. It ended up being like ridiculous, a ridiculous deal. Uh, I just didn't mean to shell out for it this soon, but uh, no, it's just a just a, a real small modest LG setup. But like I haven't again, I haven't had you know even like a soundbar or anything like that for like over a decade. So I'm like, oh wow, this and I'm a, I'm an actual movie lover and got a stupid library here to my right. So like I'm just getting back into that and look actually looking at like technical specs on like sound and stuff. So I was just curious to the nerds in my life, uh, and I mean that endearingly. If any of you guys are into like sound or video or film and film stuff but uh i don't know it's it's crazy out there the technology and uh it's crazy the pictures they can get and right now with all the deals um so you can get like a really nice tv uh for cheap if you can if you can swing it so yeah i was just curious what you guys use ghost phantom xbox one setup for netflix is my jam nice um that's what my girl uses um i think she's gonna bring over her xbox we're gonna see how that looks on the tv um I don't have a PS5 or anything. I got I got my old PS4, but that looks fucking cool. I'm just been playing um Metal Gear Solid Five, um, Ghost Phantom, or Phantom the Phantom Pain. <laughs> Sorry, Ghost Phantom was just on there. I use Zao Cho Cho. I use a 60 inch plasma screen, Disney Plus and Netflix. Nice. That probably looks real nice. The Disney Plus stuff on the plasma with the colors. Uh, 60 inch too. That's nice. Um, Makoto Kayagoku. My setup is three large computer monitors for movies, so I can multitask. Very nice. Very nice. Um, the C2, the model that I have, I guess they, they came out with a 42-inch this year. So you can use it as a, both like a dual computer monitor and gaming, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Gregoff. Um, all right, back to MMA. Gregoff, uh, how do you advice on how to deal with a volume jab? Um, 
first off, I suggest everybody should have a volume Javis filler. That's something that my striking coach has really been working uh, with me on, filling that space there. Um, also, do you have any uh, counter uh, combination MMA fighters to recommend I can study? Yeah, um, Jose Aldo, easy. I know, easy. Well, wow, Dan, you're going to recommend the pound-for-pound pound technical King Goat. It, one of my more accurate reads predicting fights is um, predicting who can beat a good jabber is because there's not many people that can jab, which means there's fewer people that can counter a jab. Uh, so that's why I pick, you know, um, Moicano to lose to uh, Chan Sung Jung and Jose Aldo, who people were writing off at the time because they were still older even then. But what do they do particularly well? They have hard hair triggers on the counter jabs, whether it's inside slips to the right hand if you're looking at the same close stance matchup, orthodox, orthodox, which you're most commonly dealing with, um, or your basic uh, slip jabs. Maybe when they jab on their self, you notice they'll kind of dip because they know that the counter is for the jab. Um, so they'll be tr trying to split and dip as they throw their own jabs, and they are making sure to punish uh, to encourage you to shelf, you know, and encourage your awareness of their counters in case you aren't already aware, um, to really reserve that, you know. And you'll see that even against really veteran fighters, you'll see them like shell up because they get hit with some counter early they didn't like, and that can really mess with you. So how do you stop that counter? Uh, you should be designing your camps, your drills to counter, what, not, even if it's not a jab, uh, if it's a body kick is their strength, what are the counters to body kicks? We're going to work on our proper defense on hand positioning, right? We want to get our hands in place. We also want to have our cupping hands so in case it hits and slides up, we're not getting hit to the head, the old Muay Thai check there. We also maybe want to step off and take off from it and use that to fire our 2-3 returns, right? Or if it's open stance, you know, vice versa, maybe it's a 3-2 is going to roll off there depending on how you how you're blocking, what kind of kick. Point is, the best way is to develop the counters and hardwire those in. Hardwire them and, and make them triggers to, so that even after your opponent or after it's solved, it's not even a part of your mind. If anybody, whether you're in drilling in a class, you're sparring in a, a hardcore practice, or you're in competition, you just want it to be hardwired muscle memory, uh, countering these things. Uh, whether it's opponent strength or just something you notice you're getting hit with a lot in the practice room. Like, I'm getting hit with this a lot. What are the defense and what are returns off the defense, right? Shout out to the boxing coach, Jamie Huey, I was just working with this past week. Um, he was just saying guys like the Alexis Arguellos, the real talented technicians in boxing and the, the, the art of striking sports, right? What do those guys do? Not MMA guys. Very few MMA guys do it. Um, more, obviously, men and women. But what what are the people from the sports previously, like as Alexis Arguello, what, whether it was defense or offense, he was performing at the, that moment. He was always keeping himself in a position to return and not be off balance, keeping you know keeping yourself in position so you can return with conviction. I think I just ripped that from one of the some reason how I wrote up Jose Aldo and fighters like him. They keep themselves in position and work the counters. That is the best thing to do. Uh, Ghost Phantom, your opinion on uh, hooking to the body off of a jab. That's my best attack since throwing my right hand to the body uh, from orthodox. Um, yeah, off off of your own jab. It's, it's beautiful because uh, if you're talking about throwing the jab yourself or even just pumping that volume jab, getting, getting their respect, getting their focus, and you get a nice uh, sit-down shot right to the uh, right to the stomach. I like doing the same thing from a southpaw stance to orthodox fighters, if that is what you're talking about. Um, 
you know, uh, hooking off of your own uh, jab as well from the lead hand uh, will keep that kind of uh, upstairs threat and play off of the jab, you know. So you got a jab, got a jab, and you see them pairing that jab, right? You see it on their radar. So then you're going to step in with that same commitment and that same show, but we're going to kind of slightly hook it, right? Because we don't, something that I keep remembering myself, I always, especially my check, because I want to throw them from grandma's house. It's like, we well, can shorten these things up a little bit. You can go straight, you can be shortened a little bit. Jab, hooking off the jab, right? Just around, just around the guard. And the opposite way, down below, kitty corner playing off of that, hooking to the body with the power hand sets it up. So... Um, that works fine in MMA where kicks are in play. Obviously, maybe be a little more aware of a, a, of a check knee or a switch kick coming up when you dip for your body shot. But, yeah, that's applicable from boxing to kickboxing to MMA. Really great shout there. I'm going to get to this PFL knocked out, then I'll finish up you guys in the chat. Um, I was bad. I didn't watch it. Um, I want to shout... Uh, Shout uh, Ariel Hawani with a tweet last night saying, you know, we complain about paying MMA, but yet we're like, you know, you know, it, it's money's tight. I don't, I don't think he was shaming, and I definitely am not going to shame anybody for something that I didn't do because money's tight here myself. But, uh, yeah, uh, I didn't buy the pay-per-view. Um, I wasn't going to, you know, I, I got to watch where my money's being spent right now, and... Could I possibly expensive? Possibly, but I didn't work the event. I'm not going to... Just like I don't ask for credentials for events I don't work, I don't ask for expenses for events that I'm not working. It's not ethical. It's not right. Um, you know? I'm like Just like all of you guys, yeah, I probably could deserve more money. Just like you guys deserve more money, sure, but that doesn't mean we got to be unethical and go take it where, where it doesn't belong. So yeah, and if I wasn't going to expense it, I wasn't going to pay for it. Um, so as hypocritical as that is, uh, for me to follow up and then say and shout Ariel's message, I do want to shout it because I do think it's an important one, which is, you know, I do think it's important to support these fighters, man, and be very happy for them, which I am, uh, um, and, uh, and and when it comes to these things. So, um, you know, put your money where your mouth is and support, you know, smaller organizations. Um, There's a surprising reward, you know. From spectator sides to it, or you know, as I learned from my participatory uh, cornering side, just the growth and, and going up to that journey before things get ugly and serious in the UFC, right? So there's, there's two different ways you can look at it. So much love to these organizations. I don't agree with their uh, decision to go for pay per view. Obviously, um, I haven't agreed with a lot of their decisions, but they're out there. They're trying and they're paying fighters, right? That was more than we could expect. So. Larissa Pacheco defeats Kayla Harrison. Big upset, 48-47 across the board. Don't disagree with the scorecards. I think 2-4-5 for Pacheco, pretty clear. Um, whereas Kayla uh, did enough to justify two cards in her direction, but uh, that's about it. Um, good for Pacheco, man. I remember like picking her, and one of my first you know, earlier losing bets was actually I, I picked and played her against Jermaine Durandamy, which seemed so dumb. She just got whooped like back in the day. This was 2014 before I was doing any of this publicly. Um, this is when uh, I first, when I was just doing the, I did it for about a year to year and a half, these breakdowns with the same, developing the format that you guys see on Junkie via my notebooks at home. And I would listen to podcasts like OG podcasts, like the MMA analysis and compare and see like where I ended up and where they ended up, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I remember her from way back in those days and she would struggle to make 135. It was like a big focus of her camp. I remember she was one of Tiago Akamura's girls. And uh, to see how far she's come, like massive props to her. Really happy for her. Um, 
you know, I'm not going to hate on Kayla. You know, again, not my cup of tea. Doesn't really draw me in. Doesn't have the endearing personality or anything like that I'm big on. And that's okay, folks. That's completely fine. You know, you guys don't have to like me. That's completely fine. You have to agree with me. Believe me, that's completely okay. Uh, But, you know, I'm also not going to jump on the jump on the hate train I know she said said some things that probably you know you could argue maybe she asked for it right uh, as far as some of the statements but you know how much of that is her feeling the pressure to sell this f- uh, you know hard to sell pay-per-view to be frank right um, so yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on her or anything but like uh, you know and if anything I, I actually uh, do appreciate like uh, outside of the cage what she does and been through um and just being through the for those in need and taking care of the kids i don't know the exact what's what but again taking care of family members in need is something that i'll always be sympathetic to so uh i i only wish her nothing but the best but i'm very happy for pacheco very happy for pacheco uh brendan lagnane probably brutally pronounced that apologies defeated bubba jenkins uh, cool story for him, considering you know the the crap shake that he kind of got on the Contender Series a couple years back, and now he won a million dollars into the PFL. Like, how can you not be happy for him? Hey there, Elijah. Have you heard about Matthew Sheffield? And you can TKO him in the heavyweight championships first round. Uh, I didn't watch that fight, but good for. Hey, what you do to Elijah? Uh, do to Sheffield? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aspen Lad. Defeated Julia Bud via split decision. Sounded like, I didn't watch it, but this sounded like a classic, like you would have figured, did Dan, did, did Dan Tom bet Bud? Because uh, it sounded like the better striker who uh, landed cleaner shots and counters in the exchanges, uh, you know, got outweighed by aggression, volume, and slop, and big sloppy shots. My favorite. From what it sounds like. Um, I didn't have to watch the fight, but I just, I, I know this animal of, of di- striking dynamics so well. That I, I can just oh I can just I can just smell it without seeing it, folks. Um, so I didn't even watch the fight, and I'm already sending out my sentiments for Julia Bud and Julia Bud backers. Um, OAM got a million dollars defeated Stevie Ray via KO punch. Hopefully Stevie Ray's okay. He is a daddy to many as well. Um, I think all of the same lady, but you know I think he's still got like almost as much kids as Zhao Gas. That being said. Uh, so, you know, you never want to see that. But I'm a big fan of OAM. Uh, always liked him. And not going to lie, liked him even more, you know, because he's he, he started following me after he got much more into the gambling and stuff. And, uh, you know, I appreciate being a reference there. So, obviously, I got love for uh, another another Brohim from the North. Of course, got all, you know, got love, nothing but love for, for you know, talking about... Uh, the South, you know, the global South there, uh, Pareda and Du Bronx and stuff, but, you know, got some Northern Brothers, too, in the mix, OAM. Uh, Joey Jojo, uh, Sabadoo C, who always reminds me of Joey Jojo Sabadoo. Oh, that's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> hey, Joey Jojo! <laughs> Sorry. Hi, my name's Bonnie Gumble. <laughs> Sorry, folks, Little Simpsons there. Uh, Sabadoo C, who, uh, you know, has been training at Extreme Couture, putting the work in uh, under my guy Eric Nixick. So, of course, happy for him. Don't know him, but happy for him. Um, defeated Delano Taylor to win the welterweight championship. Being unanimous decision. Rob Wilkinson went from losing to Israel Adesanya. Had that beef uh, for the AFC titles. Um, you know, they were supposed to fight back on that regional scene. I don't know if 
I think Adesanya accused Rob of ducking him, I want to say, or vice versa. And then they settled it. And since then, Rob has just been on a, you know, tear, dedication, taking his uh, Flintstone vitamins and just kicking ass over there, man. Defeated Omari Akhmedov, a Durka Durka, via TKO doctor stoppage to win the... Uh, Omari Akhmedov's a big dude. I know he used to fight a middleweight uh, or welterweight, even as low as. He's a, he's a giant dude. He looks like a... A firm light heavyweight for sure. Um, so good for him. Um, Shaman. Come on, Shaman. Shaman Marais defeated Marlon Marais via TKO round three. Oh, poor Marlon. Marlo. Poor Marlon, man. Oh, the mighty. That is sad. Happy for Shaman. Come on, Shaman. Uh, but yeah, too bad for Marlon. Nathan Schultz defeated Jeremy Stevens, Iron Triangle. Sounds like Stevens just out grappled, you know. Didn't really uh, do much to that hole throughout his years. Not really going to expect him to do it now. Magomed Magomed Karamov apparently defeated Gleason T-Bout, or did he? Uh, Would have been awesome to get like see T-Bout just get like another robbery. Would have been great. Tivao, who apparently, according to my guy Wes Colvin, I didn't watch this fight, but apparently he wasn't uh, skipping any of the mountain yams in his welterweight run. Oh, Gleason Tivao. I mean, be a fly on the wall, Joe Rogan watching him. Actually, no, I don't want to see Joe beat off because uh, that's practically what he's doing. <laughs> Tivao or Chet Congo or some of his classics would uh, fight or step on the scale. Uh, Dakota Dichieva defeated Catherine. I'm not sure. Uh, Biagio Ali Walsh works with my guy Roman Isbell. Uh, I believe he's a Roman fighter. There, of course, Adek Shrinkatur as well. Uh, Biagio Ali Walsh defeated Tom Gracer via TKO punch round one. That was a nice one. Shout out to that guy, um, Stream Couture guy. Uh, so that kind of recaps um, the MMA. Shout out to Ryan Wegg. I want to shout out to my guy, Rob G, uh, who, uh, Robert Grief, who didn't need to, but uh, he cashed big on Salikoff by KO and decided to show his appreciation. He went to MixedMartialAnalyst.com which supports this year program and hosts uh, this podcast um, that, that is free, remains free, uh, will remain free. Um, again, even if I do support a Patreon to help keep my ass afloat to try to keep you guys content because sadly it's going to that. Um, uh, the bulk of my content, the picks, the plays, will still get to you. Don't worry. It's, this is all going to remain free. Uh, but if you do want to support, um, there is a PayPal link there as well as at DanTomMMA. I have a link tree. Uh, on Twitter, uh, and there's a secure PayPal donation if you want to donate straight to the show, or through no cost of your own because it's the holiday season, doobie doobie, uh, and you're doing any shopping at either onit.com or amazon.com. I'm not proud of it, but hey, we all got to use these things sometimes. If you want to do it, ease your conscience, or just feel better about yourself by supporting a show, someone who could use it uh, for no extra cost to yourself. All you do is go to MixedMartialAnalyst.com. You can even bookmark it, MixedMartialAnalyst.com, which is a link to all my work. Um, And on the right-hand side, you just toggle, scroll, shift down there to the right-hand side. You'll see the PayPal. And you'll see right below that, on it, and Amazon click-throughs. You just click the link. That's right. One extra click after going to the website is all you need to do. And it puts you right to the website. You log in, do all your shopping, and at no extra cost, it sends a percentage of whatever your purchase is right back to this here program. Um, On it won't say, none of them says any of your information. On it doesn't give me anything, but Amazon does give me these uh, fun little um, affiliate links where it tells me the products you purchase. It doesn't say who purchased it. So if you 
Take a shot. Here comes a David Carradine joke again. If you want to be David Carradine, have your one night in Bangkok. You want to buy the silk kimono gi, you know, the uh, the, nun the vibrating nunchucks, the rope uh, that's easy on the neck, whatever your autoerotic asphyxiation process is, however you want to justify that in the martial arts world. That's none of my business. That's all yours. You can buy all your gear <laughs> through the link, mixedmartialanalyst.com, Amazon link. Uh, and no one will know it's you. I will pontificate on your purchases as I'm about to do here before we get out of here. Uh, that, of course, will, will happen, but uh, no one will know it is you, and uh, and yeah, uh, and you will support have uh, supported a good cause. So, uh, again, I know I already missed the Black Friday stuff, but it's still Cyber Monday, and let's be honest, it's going to be sales from here to Christmas. So, if you do any Christmas shopping through uh, on it, you're buying some kettlebells, some protein, or you're buying you know kettlebells, protein through Amazon as well, right? You buy anything through there, you could probably buy child labor and choose, you know, your your race, age, and back strength. Wow, Dan, that was really dark. I'm just saying, we're probably getting close to there with Amazon, the way they run their labor. Uh, wow, Dan. Uh, not, this is why I don't have sponsors, too, because I, I can't, like, not simultaneously shit on my affiliate links uh, while doing this uh, and, 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 and revealing and acknowledging dark truths, but here we go. But yeah, you guys can uh, ease your conscience however you want um, through, uh, through myself. All right, uh, Somebody bought uh, business statistics for dummies. All right, I appreciate that. Thank you. Somebody bought uh, Schneider Slider Rave XB Extra Broad Ballpoint Pen. Uh, someone bought Scar Cream Gel Retinol. I probably could use that. I've got um, a lot of scars myself. Um, someone bought Pet Friendly Stain Remover. Um... Someone bought Bark Ball, uh, rubber ball with peanut butter inserts. That was under the pet and, oh. um, yeah, that's under all pet and uh, stores there. Thank you for that. Um, kitty litter. Oh, we got some cat representation. Okay, that's the last one of the pet stores. Um, someone got a 25-pound bag of kids. That's pretty heavy. Wow, thank you for buying that. Appreciate that. Clicking uh, clicking through the link there. Um, let's see what else we got here. And go to the next page. Uh, movies. Dunkirk. Ultra HD. I, I already own that. That's a good one. I actually was going through a list um, of uh, good uh, Ultra HDs to buy. That has like the good sound and video. And they, because some of them they didn't do a great job at scaling, which I'm reading, like my beloved Die Hard, like apparently they did a really bad job. Like you can't even tell the difference between their Blu-ray copy, which already they didn't do a great job, as far as the formatting for that. You know, I gotta hit my guy, guy uh, Combat Chronicles, Kyle McLaughlin. He's always tweeting about the, those formats and stuff, too. Um, somebody got that. Someone got Saving Private Ryan. I think we're going on a war kick here, but I imagine those are probably the the better movies if you've got your home theater set up. So. Sounds like, again, I asked for a reason, folks. Seemed like a pertinent question amongst my audience. I usually have a kind of healthy dose of, uh, of, uh, of, movie, uh, of movie buys here. Um, 1917, uh, I guess, wow, that was only $9.99? That's crazy sales. They, they knocked down all the prices of these bad boys. That's why. Oh, very smart of you guys. Someone got snatched for the, ooh. I've got like some bit volume older version from like 
before they even did Blu-rays of my snatch copy. I mean, I may jump in on that for that price. Only fourteen ninety-nine. It's marked down from forty ninety-nine. Holy crap! That's that's pretty damn good. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy two, solid, uh, solid uh, Blu-ray that was on the list as well as far as like top ten, as far as like quality audio, get bang for your buck. That one was marked down. And Watchmen Ultimate Cut. See, I was look. I'm looking at this one now, and I heard bad things about the Ultimate Cut. Like, there's a bunch of like animation, random crap in there. But like, I want good quality of. There's like certain visual in the music. Like the Watchmen seemed like it would be. Um, I'm not like the biggest Watchmen fan. I I I think I hated it the first time I saw it, and then I, I grew a weird liking to it because like I appreciated the Ultimate timeline and the soundtrack, some of the visuals. Um, oddly enough, for a weird superhero movie oddly enough is one of my favorite uh, love scenes and a five and a six hallelujah that scene is, is awesome it's really well done um just thank you guys for buying that appreciate you all right i'm gonna finish up the chat and get on out of here um jimmy kudo don't go dan your content is always great win or lose i appreciate it. i'm trying not to jimmy kudo i'm trying not to man you just wish me luck um uh, as far as this uh, regrouping and potential uh, negotiation period coming up. That's all I can say. Uh, Makocho, and just keep supporting me any way you can. Again, money's tough. Don't worry about that, folks. Just uh, any way you can is appreciated, though. Even with the, the likes and subscribes, that is all you can do. Believe me. Appreciate it. Five-star rating reviews on Apple Podcasts. Appreciate those. Uh, Makato Kayogoku. Dan, I hope your podcast sticks around forever. I appreciate that. I love having people to talk to. I, gen I genuinely missed you guys, which is the reason why I'm still deciding to go at a random time. And I'm still so happy you guys are here on board. Uh, Makato says, also, will you ever put timestamps on the chat reads? Chat reads are a little tougher. Um, listen to your podcast multiple times, especially when you answer our questions. You know, I, I want to try to get them better at, for the fights, um, which means I'm going to have to be a little more disciplined on when I do access the chat reads and acknowledge you guys instead of going free-for-all. I haven't had any complaints, but I imagine there is a sect, and I don't blame you guys, who don't like this, particularly for the breakdown podcast. You want to maybe just get to the gambling. You want to get to my picks and plays, which I do go at the end for you guys, even without the timestamps. Um, and I timestamp when they start, but now that I'm mixing in the live chat, it, it muddles it, right? Um, so I got to be better about that because I do want to timestamp for those because I know people are, are hardcore about that. And I appreciate when people do that. But again, I got to do playlist updates and a bunch of stuff. And that is amongst it. It is amongst on the list. It's just, there's a lot for me to get through. And, and, and it's just your boy here, your, 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 you know, the boomer in disguise here doing his best not to fumble and drop the ball. Um, so, but yes, I do want to do that. And hopefully maybe that in turn makes me more organized on when I acknowledge the chatters and I appreciate you guys or almost to my watch hours, which means I'll be able to monetize, which will help prioritize if I get any busier because that's another thing too. If I get busier, it's going to be hard to acknowledge everybody. I'm still going to do my best regardless if you, you know, put a dollar in the chat or not. I'm not going to like, you know, fucking segregate it with money to that point. But yeah, it will help and to support and delegate, delineate, whatever word you want to use, sure. Martin Pedersen, Kayla hurt herself last night with her body language. Super close fight, but she acted like she lost. Enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, she definitely, um, which is crazy because she's competition is so second into none. But the fact that she's so critical on herself translates through her body language. And, you know, it was one of her most physically demanding fights, so it's hard to uh, hard to keep that self in check. Um, Ghost Phantom, I think you'll agree with me on this. 
Rematches are completely different fights despite them involving the same people. Absolutely. Harkening back to that point and reinforcing it, Ghost Phantom is. I agree. RJ Bertle, your weight loss from 210 to 173 in a couple of months. That's great, Dan. Keep up. Thank you. I'm like back up to like 184 after like having two pounds worth of a smoothie, granted. Um, but yeah, um, you know, from uh, yeah, from one, one, 173. Yeah, I'm about 10 pounds up from that right now. So I got to be careful. Um, and not lose the momentum. I'm, I'm planning on staying between 170 and 185 just in general. So uh, that's why this week I'm trying to get back to uh, get back to my smoothie before this. But part of the reason why I was late because my smoothie decided to like blow up in front of my face because Vitamix does not have a safety on their lids, which suck. And uh, I tried to hit the stop button to reset it, and for whatever reason it made it go and blew up my smoothie right when I was midway through it, wasting. A bunch of ingredients and help make me uh, be late for this. Dan, what appliance is not going wrong? I'm telling you, this is why I can't watch Anger Management, Meet the Parents. Like these kind of movies are not funny because they hit too close to home. Uh, you know, like <laughs> because that character is me. Like just constantly, just like no one is gonna believe this. I feel like I'm in a bad dream. Ramundo. My man, Ramundo Martin, uh, from the MMA Junkie Radio Familia. Ramundo in the house. James Kendrick, do you ever Gramby roll with a katana like Yuri? No, but I Gramby roll all the time to roll out my neck, and people always look at me funny for it and assume like I'm going to do something super explosive because i got my wrestling shoes on and that I'm a wrestler. And they can't tell that I'm old because I have this young face, and then they go super hard on me in the gym. It's really fun. Spart Helder, what is your opinion on the UFC putting effort in into pay-per-view but lack of effort into LFA at the Apex? Right, it feels that way. It's been that way. I've definitely spouted out. Um, I'm amongst the Luke Thomases of the world where we've been probably saying this more at nauseum for longer. So I try not to beat a dead horse too much because a lot of you um, just enjoy having content every week, and that's fine if that's your gig. Um, it just I've just seen what it does to the space. It burns a lot of the good people out. Um, it's not very kind to the talent. Um, I imagine it's burning off a lot of the staff who are now being tasked with this stupid white power league or white power Dana White power slap league. Sorry. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> sorry, it's, it's right there, the joke. Uh, but yeah, like and and like apparently, you know, I I don't know this, folks, but I'm just. Partly speculating, let's just say, um, yeah. But like, you know, uh, which is not a crazy speculation to say. Uh, I don't have any inside information, folks. Uh, no, nor would I give it. Everything is uh, alleged. But yeah, like they put so much on. That's why I'm saying like, you cannot like the UFC. You're not like Dana. But like, just you know, I try to acknowledge that there's just so many good people that are over good, overworked people that work for the UFC, and they absolutely deserve more love than they get. Um, and they do a fantastic job, and I don't think it's fair to condemn those people, um, the, the geese with the so-called gander. Uh, but yeah, they do. They're doing their best out there. It's, it's. It's. I don't have an answer for it. It's like you, you can't put it back in the box. The content deals are done, and not only are they not adjusting it back to the white power Dana White Power slap league, is that they're just adding more, even whether it makes sense or not. Um. You know, I I just don't even want to put it in the universe, you know. I may or may not have talked to a matchmaker at another, uh, you know, at a, at a smaller pro-am show under the Fight Bass umbrella that talked about, you know, expressing interest in that. And I was just like, 
Yeah. I kind of just went the other way in the, the conversation. I just kept talking about other stuff, and I was like, I did not want to sprinkle any inadvertent water onto those thoughts. So that's all I'll say on that. Uh, Barton Spackle Crisp. Hello. Hello, Barton Spackle Crisp. That's a fucking cool name. No more Bart license plate. Only Bort's. Uh, Martin Peterson, I turned on Adesanya after seeing him live for lackluster times. With Tori twice, Yoel, and Cannoneer. His response to his fans after 276, those tickets were too expensive. Wolf tickets. All those things you said, Martin, perfectly valid reasons. Not just you're more than welcome to your opinion as a blanket statement, but that you're showing your work on your opinion too. More than okay. And no, no shade to anybody that feels that way. I don't... Those weren't great performances, and I've spoken about this before, that his kind of defensiveness, um, he's had it in victory, where I was like, man, enjoy your victory. And I think that saltiness kind of only amplifies, as you would expect, it's human nature, you know? He's doing his best out there. Who knows how we would act in front of the camera, this or that. But uh, but yeah, definitely didn't make him much fans, um, you know, and maybe probably fueled some of that, you know, turning against. Not that that gives green light for other negative things, right? Uh, but yeah, complete valid reasons there, Martin. And anybody else that shares that, no problem. Combropolis Rose and Elk and Bison sounds delicious. It was. It was amazing. I keep cooking my girls, uh, like, perfect. And then I, I cook mine, like, not the greatest. But um, the meat and the Hawaiian finishing sea salts. Ooh, just doing my own sprinkle on there. Makes it so rich. Um, been doing good at mashed potatoes, too. I recently, I know that's not hard to make. But I'm happy, you know, doing making them from uh, from scratch. Yeah, I'm not growing my own potatoes, so it's not scratch, I guess, from that. But you know what I mean. It's cool. Uh, are you a part of Jotopia or Rogantown? Uh, no, I'm not a part of Jotopia or Rogantown. Um, I haven't listened to his podcast since he made the switch to uh, Spotify or whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, I'm going to... 148. I'm going to a couple more questions and I'm going to get out of here, folks. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, who hasn't gotten in here? I don't bet, but I bet Dan has the best liver kick in the gym. No way. My, my power is nowhere near anywhere the best. But, um, you know, uh, I did get a when I did a, when I did spar with um, my guy Justin, who uh, was in that first fight I was talking about, and I was originally paired up with. Uh, one of our one of the more uh, harder sparring sessions with no, no ground, just striking or whatever. Uh, he gave me some good feedback, said I got him to the body good, which makes sense. I mean, that was my focus again: body kick building, um, front kicks and tie kicks, and changing off the looks and levels from that with punches. So yeah, I definitely focus on the body. That's not a surprise, but no, 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 no not best anything. No way. Um, Barton Spackle Crisp, because I like your name and. What is easier to execute, a blast double or a upper body clinch takedown with trips? Upper body clinch, clinch takedown with trips, easily. Uh, in the YT MMA community, YouTube MMA community seems to side with double leg is easier. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, it takes more energy and it requires, uh, if you're dealing with back or knee issues. Um, or even shoulder issues, you're going to have to require a lot more of finishes. As an older guy who deals with some of those issues, I'll tell you that the trip takedowns are a lot more kinder um, on those on those uh, joints. Not that you're not still pivoting and not that you're still not hurting your shoulders and requiring a lot of them. Don't get me wrong. Much easier, much easier. Jersey Lee, 
I had the unique opportunity to go to UFC 281. It was very surprising that all the people around me were leading a Wei Li chant, and they went crazy when she won. That was very surprising for me too, especially you know, given the history of her with crowds, U.S. crowds. I know, obviously, there are some geographical differences with Florida and New York, uh, but that much of so of a difference was surprising, even with the Chinese uh, contingent in uh, New York. Uh, Jersey Lee adds, uh, said, I was at UFC 248 as well, and most of the fans were yelling uh, at Wei Li Corona at, at the open workout. Wow, it was even starting back back then, even before it hit US, they were giving her shit for it, huh? Jesus. Fans are brutal. Do you find it interesting that she is very polarizing? I mean, interesting, yes. Surprising, no. Because I've spoken on this a lot at nauseum. Um, as far as uh, geopolitically where China stands, especially with this country, that's been the hot button for whether politicians wanted to gain traction for their messages, to gross media um, supplementing these things for their SEO and putting China in there because that's gonna you know get people pissed off. Listening to I was recently listening to Behind the Bastards podcast at Bastards Pod, great podcast um, about one of the uh, guys responsible for 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 uh, some of the the some of the Bitcoin Bitcoin fuckery that's been going on. And uh, surprise, surprise, that guy had some some anti-Chinese stuff going on. So you have that, and then you have, um, speaking of, uh, you know, and then you have just in athletic space, especially in Western athletic spaces, um, Asian athletes have always gotten it bad. We've seen this from Europe. We had the, uh, what do you call it, the Italian soccer team doing the slanty eyes thing, right, just recently. Um, some One of the Olympic Games or whatever, right? We had the other, some other European thing, like, commentating like doing some like super racist commentary over like the Korean um, teams during that uh, you know we've had stuff dating all the way back for when uh, we had the uh, what was that guy um, I was gonna say Mao yeah chairman Mao played in the NBA um, who was a seven-foot uh, Chinese guy all I remember is like Shaq you know and Charles Barkley saying super racist shit uh, oh, god damn it fuck Shaq fuck Shaq sorry uh, I just oh so big. I wonder what, wonder what his new his new documentary is. Uh, oh, it's just so big. Oh, he's so big. Oh, I'm so big. So big. Oh, but he's so big. That's all it's fucking about. Um, but yeah, Shaq would just say racist shit on Inside the NBA. Him and Charles Barkley, which coincides with some personal stories that I've shared on this podcast of Shaq being legit racist, not just to Asians, but Asian children. Just being fucked up to children. How about, like, not just signing shit for children? Forget the race part, even. Like, I've, I slash family members of mine have witnessed Shaq personally doing this. So fuck Shaq. It's cool if you like him. Just know that that's, that's part of him. Maybe he's grown. Uh, I will allow people to grow. But, yeah, uh, there's just, you know, speaking of, as you bring that up, yeah, like, uh, there's just so much, there's a long history of it in a bunch of different sports, so... I've gone on this diatribe before, and that's about the last I'll get into it now, because I don't want to end this show on a negative note, Jersey Lee, but that is basically why we're surprised, that, and why probably you're surprised, why we heard Whaley chants, but it's a good welcome change as opposed to, like, the racist shit and that we normally get to hear, so, um, that's cool, um, but yeah, we'll see, um. I've also been on Drake Riggs' show on MMA Mania. You and him are very cool. Thank you. Drake Riggs is a really cool guy, and I it's a compliment to be in cool people's company mentioned in their company. Hopefully, I will be in his company and get him on the show um, in this coming year when I get back on track here, folks. Um, 
I was like, my thoughts on Muslim. Like, whoa, what are you guys trying to get me in trouble here? Now, thoughts on Muslim Salikovs. One look, uh, shoulder feint, jump back, then counter punch when the opponent moves forward. Is it a style you like? Uh, you know, it's a style that, you know, you could definitely pick apart for some problems and risks that he puts himself up for. But, you know, I definitely appreciate it more because it's got a bit of that, you know, if you want to do that karate generalization, not that he's a karate guy. Uh, he's a Sanda guy, but uh, he's got a bit of that hopping hopping uh, in his style, right? There are pros and cons to it. So it's more of a preference thing. Um, I don't want to say all good, all bad. I like it, but I also acknowledge the problems that you can be, and he opens himself with some hard shots because of that style. When it works, it works, though, right? So, you know, there's that. Um, all right. Uh, all right. Uh, Jimmy Kudo. It seems like no matter how much Zhang Weili wins dominant fashion, peeps in MMA will still display, downplay her performances. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could say that about a lot of things, a lot of people, I, a lot of people too. But, you know, you guys give um, Zhang Weili plenty of love in this chat. Um, you know, uh, I would like to think I've stuck up for, for certain talking points involved with her, so hopefully we make a, a decent team there. But, you know, the time may, may come where, you know... Um, I pick against her too, you know, uh, come time, you know, it's, it's okay to be critical. It's okay to, uh, not agree with each other's opinions, folks. Um, let's see here. Uh, James Young, Dan Tom loves Korean tech. That's right, baby. Korean tech, uh, Korea strong, the LG baby. Um, doing some, doing some, doing some good things for affordable too. Like it, it's crazy. Like, um, you know, as much as, uh, I was joking about my, 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 you know, you could, you know, throw me in kind of the big truck guy category. It's like, I believe me, this is the last gas vehicle that I'm going to purchase. Uh, not that I can afford a next vehicle anytime in the near future, but my next one will be an electric in addition. And I'm, the idea is to keep the FJ as an investment uh, for, or for the apocalypse hits. It's my zombie vehicle. But uh, yeah, I just want to get uh, an electric vehicle. Like, definitely not uh, any of the mainstream ones that are really pricey. I'd rather go like, Korea is just a sweet spot for like bang for your dollar, you know, bang for your buck, so to speak. So they, they got a lot of good tech coming out of there. Uh, James Young, Gerald Harris lost the belt. Uh, Glad Harris lost the belt. She born a F. She could whip my ass till I use the only thing. She's terrified. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, easy, easy. Can't read that. Oh, sorry about that, folks. Uh, Burgundy will read what's on the monitor. You get me in trouble here, folks. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. All right. Ramundo. I thought Bud won. I respect your opinion, Ramundo. So, uh, you know, I, a lot of people's opinion that I do respect actually thought she won. So that is another reason why I don't feel too bad uh, pontificating on that. Lastly, we got Ghost Phantom. We got a troll in the chat. Dan is the guy has been saying the same thing on Drake's show and trolling him. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to take care of that. So, sorry, guys. I, I have a hard time monitoring the chat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I apologize, folks. I don't, I'll try to monitor this chat as best I can. But yeah, um, you know, and we don't. It's okay if we don't agree. But just uh, hopefully, there's no, uh, there's no, any, uh, any racist stuff or any, uh, you know. Let's keep it friendly. Let's keep it friendly. I know we try to make our jokes, but uh, keep it friendly, folks. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I did miss chatting with uh, with majority of y'all, and more of you popped up than I expect for this impromptu show on a Saturday, so thank you guys. Um, we'll be back next week for, 
uh, Holland and Thompson. Um, till then, just try to be kind to each other. It's a crazy kind of just messed up world out there a lot of the times, eh? So just try to be kind to each other. Um, make sure we're punching up and not down, you know, when we're trying to have our fun. And, uh, you know, whether it's uh, a friend who needs an ear to talk to, this time of year can be very depressing for a lot of people. doesn't matter if it's a, a, you know, a macho male, looks like he's got his things together. Like, it's okay to talk about your problems if you're a man. And we definitely also got to make sure that we're sticking up for the marginalized groups, uh, from my Jewish brothers and sisters, the Stop Asian Hate, and all the bullshit that uh, gay, trans, uh, LGBTQ community uh, has been going through. So my love to all of you uh, this holiday season, um, and hopefully uh, you can spend some time with some friends or family or whatever you consider that to be. Um, I wish you guys nothing but the best, honestly. We'll get back to work next week. Until next time, protect. Yes.